22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Yo, 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 what's up? Welcome to another chop-busting, snark-filled edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 54. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and as always, I'm here with the Sultan of Sarcasm and Sassiness, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Buddha, Zeus, God, somebody help me. Satan, you owe me. (laughs) (laughs) I really like this whole Futurama thing. I love (laughs) Professor Farnsworth. (laughs) And next to him is the Sorcerer of Sound, Archie Square, Ralph the Tank. I mean, Ralph the Tech. So he's a sorcerer. Uh, He's a a sultan and I'm a sorcerer? Yeah. All right. I got a joke for you. Go. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I told you. (laughs) Oh, God. A blind man walks into a bar. Ouch. And a table and a chair. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Are we going to do um, a man walks into a bar jokes? Because I got a bunch of them. No. <laughs> Horse walks into a bar. Bartender says, why the long face? What the heck? Are you guys? Oh, wow. Don't You can't even <sighs> find the buttons. Okay. So where's, where's, oh, there it is. Yeah, it took you long enough. <laughs> but in editing, he's going to make it shorter. <laughs> I know your tricks already. We've been, we've been together 54 episodes. All right, so this episode, we're going to review the much-anticipated spy flick, Kingsman, The Secret Service. Plus, we're going to examine a few heroes from the first issue to now and see how far they've come. And do they have to? Do they have more to go? So, let's get right into it. Let's not even bullshit us anymore. Let's go right for it. Fuck the foreplay. Let's go to the quick news. And now, the quick news with Michael Finance Guy. And Ralph and Cap. It's odd that the Cap wanted to forego the foreplay because just recently we've just found out that he's, I think, 95% estrogen after <laughs> all the baby shower play games he's been doing. Shout, shout out to, to, to Angel, a.k.a. Steve, dude. If I play one more baby shower game, I'm getting good at them, though. <laughs> he's going to be a ringer at his own baby shower. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 one I can't, the one I can't fucking play games at. Yeah. Aww. Aww. He's going to whisper into people's ears, all right, here's what you got to do. <laughs> I'm not sucking any more nipples. Mike, quick news. Make sure you bite, bite the nipple. Bite the nipple. Ow. <laughs> All right. Here's a toss out to anyone that gives a damn. Catwoman is officially bisexual. Yeah. The cat came out of the bag and closet in the recently released Catwoman number 39, where she kisses Aiko Hasegawa, the latest Catwoman. Really? Yeah. I don't. For me, it's not that much of a surprise because it's not that much. It's, it doesn't deviate too much from her character. Right. Well, that's why I said it to anyone that gives a damn. Because I'm like, really? That's your big. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I got to say to that? What's that? Me? Yeah. Of, of course you would. <laughs> there, there's some characters that I'm like, you know what? If you wanted to make them bisexual, okay. Like what's like Superman name? and Batman? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just throwing that out there. What do you say, Clark? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was gonna say was, wasn't there? Um, who in X Factor was bisexual? Um, Shadowstar, right? Uh, yes, yeah, Shadowstar was. So you know, something like that I was like, oh, okay. But but Catwoman, no big surprise. Yeah, you're just like really, I, I'm not shocked at all. At this, <laughs> I mean, how many like fan written scenes have there been with like Catwoman, Batman, and probably like Poison Ivy or someone else? You know, oh sure. H- how much how much cartoon porn is on the site with, uh, with all that stuff? With sure. Harley Quinn, Catwoman, and Poison Ivy? Not that I've ever seen it. But yeah, of course not. <laughs> Let's check his browser history now. <laughs> we would have to burn our eyes afterwards. <laughs> 
All right, so a good way to open a quick news. What else you got, Mike? All right. After a season of over-the-top performances involving fake smiles, murderous threats, and wig-tilting beatings, Jada Pinkett Smith reports that she will not be returning to Gotham Season 2. Oh, I heard about that. The famous Smith with tits did not indicate whether or not her character would be killed off or simply vanished for the time being. Of course, after last time audiences saw Fish, maybe she's not returning because she no longer sees eye-to-eye with the writers. (laughs) Yeah, Cap doesn't get that one. I I don't watch Gotham. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those where she's saying that she's probably not coming back. But, you know, at the same time, it doesn't mean that she's never coming back to the show. So they might just be taking a year off or something. Okay, interesting. My money is that she gets eaten by shark the puss in the Bermuda Triangle after Aquaman throws his trident at her. Ooh. And, what about the Piranaconda? <laughs> I forgot about that. And Lava Lanch is in there, too. <laughs> and, and welcome to another episode of Ralph Explains It All. <laughs> this one's a bad episode, though. What are you talking about? They're all gold. Yeah, I'm going to miss her, because she's like one of my favorite parts of the series, I remember when you, one of the only good things you would talk about um, Gotham, you would talk about Fish Mooney. So. Yeah, I, I really loved her character and the way she performed. But you know what I don't get? It's like, at, at that last one, mm-hmm. where they're, where she's like taking control of that underground right. or whatever, and they're like, they all do what I say, right? They're like, all right, fine. They do what you say. Boom. Right. Yeah, I didn't see. Well, they kind of, that's where he kind of alluded to. He's just like, well, we'll just deal with you ourselves, you know. Um, but it's interesting that they're bringing the doll maker into the, the series, at least one of the doll makers that's been in the Batman universe. So yeah. we'll see how that all goes. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So uh, who's 65 years old, wears a bra, can kick all your lame asses, and is making a new sequel? The cap? Almost. <laughs> it's not a bra. <laughs> It's, it's not a bra. It's called a tight shirt. Oh, okay. My bad. It's a man's ear. It's a man's ear. It's a bro. <laughs> well, this is Sigourney Weaver as Ellen Ripley. Oh, Sigourney no. is reportedly to be making Alien 5 under the directorial helm of Neil Blomkamp. Blomkamp says the new movie will tie into 1979's Alien and 1986's Aliens while not undoing Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection. Blomkamp's name is currently associated with the recently released feature film Chappie, which has been so badly hammered by critics that even co-star Wolverine's healing factor can't save it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah. it's funny. I'm like, really? You want Sigourney Weaver to... to I, I would like her as, in, in a part of a role or like, you know, as a cameo. Well, yeah, it all depends. I mean, I don't know if she's the main star. I mean, she's she's 65 years old. I mean, it's like, what are you going to have dude, this woman do? Dude, doing? we're in a universe where Schwarzenegger is back as the fucking Terminator. Yeah, yeah. Well, so about fifty percent of the CGI in that movie is going to be on her, right? (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) You can get it's why it's why Phantom Jensen can't be in it as well. (laughs) Oh, they can't afford the lens flare. (laughs) Lens flare. (laughs) Uh, Leave Phantom Jensen alone. (laughs) Soft, powdery Phantom Jensen. (laughs) All right. Well, Well, but here's some news. It's time to break out the adult diapers. AMC theaters have announced Earth's mightiest movie marathon beginning April 29th at 6 p.m. and culminating with an early showing of Avengers Age of Ultron at 7 p.m. April 30th, AMC theaters will show all 11 Marvel Cinematic Universe films back-to-back with no significant breaks between features. Now, challenge to the panel. Name all 11 movies, full titles, in release order. In release order. And no cheating. All right, I'll give you time. Let's go. go. Um, So it starts off with Iron Man. Go. I'll, I'll let you know when you're wrong. Okay, let me see. Oh, fuck. Iron Man, Thor. All right, you're done. Ralph the Tech. All right. So you, Don't start with another movie because I already <laughs> gave you the first one. <laughs> Iron Man. Uh-huh. Good. Incredible Hulk. Okay. Iron Man 2. Right. Uh, let's see, Iron Man 2. 
Then Captain America. And, uh, uh, you're wrong. It's Thor for right. that one. Yeah. Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, The First Avenger, The Avengers, Iron Man 3, Thor, Dark World, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Avengers, Age of Ultron. That was my next guess. Yeah, I was going to go for like anyone had gotten that would have said now extra credit would have been to give me the years they came out in, but oh fuck no! <laughs> what am I fucking rain man? <laughs> Shh, he knows the thing we call him, Mike. <laughs> That's just uncanny. <laughs> but I just thought that would be. I'm like, it's tempting that you want to do it, but they're like, no, dude. I mean, that's that's a whole day. Gigi and I had. Somebody mentioned it. Oh, um, I think um, somebody mentioned it at the baby shower yesterday, and I was like, "That sounds like a really good idea." Oh, it's a great and idea. And then I started counting the movies, and I'm like, "Oh no, yeah, that's oh, oh no, which, no. Which theater are they going to do? This? AMC, AMC theaters. All I don't. Theaters? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to say it's you know a flat out, or they'll pick like in every city they might say like one of the theaters does it. I yeah, I don't know. Right. Whose bladder is that strong? <laughs> well, there's be a lot of people running in it. I mean, you know, you yeah. figure you, they've all seen the film, so you'll just be like, okay, I know this part's boring. Let me go run out. You, you know. Wait, you think people are only going to pee? <laughs> yeah 11 oh, hours yeah. there's some shit going on and not even 11 that's hours that's not 11 hours that's, a, that's 11 literally it's, 11 it's 24 hours it starts at 6pm on the 29th and it goes to it starts for the new movie at 7pm on the 30th so people are gonna be in the theaters yeah. for 24 hours yeah well, well that's what curiosity too is like how are they gonna do this I mean is it just going to be one theater that's showing and like are you, what kind of price are you paying is my curiosity yeah. as well because if I'm, I was like go ahead if you're only if they're only charging you for one movie I'll be like hey alright cool. no, no 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 I don't think so it's, it's it'd be like curiosity you know yeah I mean I, it, it will be but it's an interesting idea before yeah. before Mike goes on to the next quick news I wanted to add you know what would make it better if they could break it down in blocks like block A is Iron Man Incredible Hulk Iron Man 2 and then the next block is whatever. But then right. there's some people don't like those movies. So it's almost right. like when they would package the comic books in a, in a baggie, you get one good comic and two bad ones. Right. Same thing with the movies. You say, okay, if you're going to go um, see the Avengers, you have to see Iron Man 2. Right. Well, I'm also <laughs> curious to see like you know what they'll do. For instance, like, like we were saying, like are they just going to sell one ticket, whatever the price is, and then that's it? Because otherwise you don't want to have like... Well, I'll come in for the Avengers movie, but it's like, well, then what if no one leaves the theater? Like, you would have no control over people coming and going. So yeah. I'm imagining that they're just going to sell a blanket ticket, whatever the cost is, and then that's it. I, I mean, and that's the other cure. I mean, are you going to be able to come and go? Because then you know friends are going to, like, do the thing. I'll give you the ticket to show up, you know, for, you know, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I should give them my patented uh, toilet movie seat uh, throne idea. Ooh. Every time you touch your beard like that, it's just never good. It's nothing good comes out. He said, he said, I should. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, picture it. No, no, no. I don't want a picture of toilet seat. <laughs> Mike, next one. It's the next and the last. This is extremely quick, quick news. Wow. All right. We haven't had quick, quick news in a while. I know. All right. To boldly go. He was a singer, musician, poet, photographer, actor, director, first officer, captain, hero, and inspiration. Leonard Nimoy, who played Mr. Spock on Star Trek, the original series, passed away at his home in the Bel Air section of Los Angeles on the morning of February 27th, 2015. Mr. Spock was one of the most iconic science fiction characters in history. Nimoy's portrayal of the half-human, half-Vulcan first officer of the USS Starship Enterprise only ran from 1966 to 1969, but left an indelible impression on millions of fans and embedded his philosophies and mannerisms into popular culture across the world. Particular favorite amongst those associating as misfits and outcasts, Mr. Spock's concept of alienation was never more simply stated than in episode 24, This Side of Paradise, where he says, I am what I am, Leela, and if they are, there are self-made purgatories, then we all have to live in them. Mine could be no worse than someone else's. 
Nimoy was born in Boston on May, March 26, 1931 as Leonard Simon Nimoy, the second son of Ukrainian immigrants and Orthodox Jews. Nimoy will be joined in the final frontier by his former cast members DeForest Kelly and James Doohan. Leonard Nimoy succumbed to end-stage chronic obstructive pulmonary disease at the age of 83. So to all our listeners, as they would say on Vulcan, Diftor he susma. Live long and prosper. Oh, that's fantastic, Mike. Oh, my God. Well said, Well sir. said. Well done, Well, well said. done. Uh, I, I, one thing to add about Leonard Nimoy, I mean, he's done so many other roles. I mean, people remember him as Spock. Yeah, like in the Star Trek movie, he was Spock. <laughs> Jerk. But he was in Mission Impossible for a couple of episodes, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was in, um, not a man from uncle. He was in another, uh, he was in a couple of different TV well, he series. He was even on, uh, he was in Columbo as a killer. Right. <laughs> he was in Futurama. Yeah. That one. He was in, tra- in Transformers, um... Actually, the mo- the the cartoon movie as Galvatron, Megatron's next um, his next step, and then um, he he was in the third Transformer live action movie. Oh, he was um, remember when um, Pri- um who's that, that that was it Sentinel Prime? Sure, none of us are that much. Okay, well anyway, the the, the 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 leader that came back to help Prime he ended up tur- um, you know turning on the Autobots. Spoilers. Prime beef. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So was it Prime Beef? No, not Prime Beef. Oh. <laughs> so he, Leonard Nimoy played that as well. So oh, okay, tr- yeah, now it makes sense. Yeah, that's the Leonard Nimoy was was um, Sentinel Prime. Well, I think like the thing that shocked me the most out of all the things that you read and stuff like that about him was that he directed Three Men and a Baby. Yeah, yeah. that just blew my mind. I'm like, really, he did? <laughs> How did I not know that? Yeah, I know. I was like, wow. Well, well. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Happy trails. Um, yeah, I miss. I, I already like I said on the the Facebook thing. I'm like I miss him already. I, he was one of my favorite characters, and he was just just whenever you saw him, it just brightened up everything. Like I, I mean, you know, I definitely will miss you know uh, you know Kirk when he's gone, but it's just not the same. I think most people really loved Spock. Kirk was fun, but Spock was just like he was like the man. Well, Spock had such gravitas when he was yeah. you know on the set. Yeah. So, do you think it would be wrong if they like CGI'd him in the next Star Trek yes. movie? It's just pointless. Yeah. Just let the guy die. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it, to me. I have too much respect to do something like that because it's it's just not him. What if, what if they use it as a plot point where like old Spock dies and no. they're doing something? Well, they already got. They already have a Spock now. They already, they, 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 they already have what's his name. Um, they, they can just just Zach, tell us that he's dead. If, I mean, I don't need to see him. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's I'm done. I don't need to hold on and drag it out slowly. This is not you know Fast Seven. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Seriously, I, I just think that's—I just think that's appalling. I mean, there's one thing: if the person had already made the movie he and did. they're still in he it, did. he did. He, he, he did. He no, did but they're adding more of him in it with CGI. That's I'm saying. That's what I'm oh, saying. That's what I was about okay. to say is that if you're already in the movie, that's fine. And then they just, you know, your parts just no longer going on after that. But to you know, add more or whatever, it's like. But they did on. the same thing for for, for Brandon Lee and in, in the Crow. They did the same thing where they added CGI and they had somebody walking in. I mean, I, I see what you're saying, Mike. I agree, I, but. I mean, they had already had half the movie done. Right, but that's not, at the same time, and that difference is that he is the movie. <laughs> like, like, The Crow will no longer be seen. <laughs> you know? I mean, Leonard Nimoy, there's no reason he needs to no, be in another no, Star Trek movie. Like, there is none, besides, you know, just our fan desire to have him around. Something. Yeah, well, he will be missed. Um, yeah, he's not Dick Clark. We don't want his head in the bottle. <laughs> wow. Is that all your blasphemous quick news? I mean, you, you, everybody. Stop. Oh my god, <laughs> that was horrible. Oh my god. Um, so yes, I my, am done with the quick. My news. head is resting on my microphone. <laughs> That's a pretty sturdy microphone, oh, by the way. We haven't had the over the limit gong in a while. <laughs> okay, so let me just add a couple of quick, quick news on my behalf. Has anybody seen the Supergirl costume that just was released this yes. week? What'd you guys think? 
I haven't seen it. Yet. I think it was fine. I mean, I'll it's funny that, that they I'll, went with I the. Think it was fine? Question mark. Yeah, but it was fine. It, it just it didn't make me just stand up and cheer. I mean, it, it's very much based off of the Superman, the new Superman costume. It has that chainmail like effect, which right. I thought was weird going down to the skirt as well. Because I'm like, well, it's a does skirt. It, does it go down to the skirt? Yeah, it's you know because it's, yeah, it's it's all the same texture except for the S. The S is what's different. And right. I look nice. So she has a skirt, no pants. I yeah. Look at where I'm getting excited. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, if she has a skirt, it's just Supergirl. It's her Supergirl outfit. I mean, it looks fine. It's it's really weird though. Out of all the outfits, hers still it has a dated feel. And but but when I look at it, I go, so you can put her in Supergirl outfit, and yet somehow the Wonder Woman outfit it, for the movie seems ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah because I, I mean, her costume, like it would only look um, right. When I say right, I'm talking about from when people argue about costumes looking too silly. It would only look right if they really just put her in pants. Okay. Like, that's what would make it look actually more normal. That I'm flying through the air fighting people in pants would make a lot more sense than a short skirt. Yep. You know? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm, I'm at. That's why I asked. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, it's, it's literally her <laughs> sure, regular short skirt costume. Sure. Yeah, so that if you're able to do that, then I have no problem, or I, and I never did have any problem with Wonder Woman's actual costume, not some yeah. offshoot of it. I, I'll tell you this. No man is stupid enough to look up Supergirl's skirt when she's flying out because they know that she can break them in half. Yeah, but she has to come back and do it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, she's pretty fast. <laughs> hey, I just saw under your skirt. <laughs> oh, but speaking of um, real fast, before you get to another piece of your news, though, uh, did anyone see any of the pictures online of uh, um, Chris Evans and Chris Pratt going to the cancer hospital? Yeah, I read about hospital? it. I haven't, I haven't seen the it. The pictures are great, yeah. Really? And it looked like he was wearing the new Captain America suit, actually, the one that's coming. Oh, to the, the one movie. with the lines that come from the shoulders into the star? I believe so, because also it has that weird, the way the stomach part is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was wearing that. Chris Pratt wasn't in costume, though. But, uh, oh, but, really? Yeah. Oh, but he was there, though. That was the second half, because the first one was with uh, Chris Pratt going to the one in Boston. Well, because okay. they made a they made a Super Bowl bet, yeah. right? Well, they ba- they made a bet, but they honored honored both, both sides because, yeah. of course, that is only the right thing to do, you know. Right. But I just thought that was the pictures were really cool. Yeah, that, that, yeah, and to see the faces all lit up, and they had those really great metallic looking shields, unlike Cap's shield. Hey, hey, leave my shield alone, <laughs> man! Fuck, fuck the guy on ST. Fuck him, fuck him. That's all I'm saying. Aww. He knows who he is. He's gonna get chlamydia soon. Um, <laughs> wow, so, you're having you're, sex with him? Whoa. I don't, <laughs> Whoa, first off, I'm not the giver of chlamydia. I'm barely the receiver of chlamydia. Second off, there's no second off. I was about to say there's a second. <laughs> um, and He's not my type. Speaking of costumes, has anybody seen the, the, the Jason, is it Jason Momoa? Uh-huh, the Aquaman picture? Yeah, the Aquaman picture. I mean, it looked yeah. fine. Again, it just it looked fine. I, 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 I'm I not interested in people's costumes. I want the damn movie. <laughs> well, sometimes you want to see the costumes, see what they look I like. I really don't. I, Dude, I, I don't need this really? like instant gratification. I really? want to see the show. So, this is just me. So when the Incredible Hulk had Daredevil in his show, you you, you didn't tell, you can't tell me you were a little bit disappointed. He was all it like yeah, a cat burglar, like, right? But so seeing it beforehand would have made me happier. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't need to see the costume ahead of time. It's it me seeing the costume ahead of time is not going to make them go. Oh, Mike didn't like it. Let's change that. It's going to be now. I'm frustrated and. Now I'm actually adding bad thoughts to the movie if I'm not happy. And that's what happens. Because then what happens? The haters come on and they're like, oh, the costume looks, um, it looks horrible. The movie's going to suck. Um, there's no relation to that, nor is there any relation to the costume look great and the movie's going to be great. Right. But So now all you get is negative thing when it's just like, you could have just shown me nothing and just showed me the movie and guess what? We would have been good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or we would have wasted our money. And <laughs> yeah, but I mean, again, you're, you still would go see it. No. 
<laughs> really? If Wonder no. Woman was dressed up in a clown outfit, no one's going to see the Justice League movie. <laughs> no. Yeah. They're, they're going to see the Justice League movie to complain about it. <laughs> in, uh, on, on Hollywood Babylon, they sort of like hybridized the the costume for Aquaman. Uh-huh. They took um, uh, Jason Momoa's head uh-huh. and they put it on like the, the older costume. Which old costume? And that's what it looks like. Oh, they put it on oh, the, on the, uh, on the um, inf- in um, Injustice one? Inju- yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just still... It's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> and last, this pe- uh, the, uh, the last piece of my um, quick news. Yeah. Wow, you somehow doubled the length of my quick news. And it was really quick today. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> it's still shorter than what it normally is. Um, oh. But less interesting. Oh. <laughs> Shush. Um, what do we think about... Um, the, the, I keep saying WB. CW's um, next superhero um, venture that they're going to go into. Are you talking about them like having a, a team of uh, Firestorm people? and um, um, Adam? They, they announced Adam and Black Canary. They're talking about all these kind no, of I, things. Firestorm. That's yeah. well, I mean, I'm just I've heard them talking about grabbing them all together as like kind of a weird like mashup. A team? What, how, how do we feel about that? Eh, I, I have has, no thought. Has there ever been a, in a Firestorm Adam no. team up? No. no. I mean, it's going to work. I mean, it's not even a matter of how it's going to work. It's like, first of all, we have literally not seen the Adam. So, oh, so we to, have. Have you, are you cut up on Arrow? No. No, then, not, I must be, not, I I, then I must I be am. one behind. But I mean, the thing is, even introducing him, we have not caught up on Adam. I mean, like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, introducing him is not telling me, like, wow, this is going to be a great show that you're already greenlighting? Oh, <laughs> you know? I so badly want to spoil this for you, but I'm not. But you're not. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of spoiler, let's talk about the movie that. Um... Oh, wait, Ralph, do you have any quick news? Do I ever have quick news? Yeah, I got some quick news for you, Cap. Right here. Wow. That's quick and short. <laughs> and now we're leaving the stumpy news. I guess that's the news. idea of no news is good news. <laughs> so as we leave the stumpy news, let's go on to the first half of the show. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about the movie Kingsman, The Secret Service. And with a synopsis of this movie. Now, mind you, before we get to the synopsis, all I'll say is our track record for 2015 wasn't so great movie-wise. We went to a couple of movies um, and they've been, I would say, less than stellar. You know, with our last movie being Jupiter Rising, Jupiter Ascending, whatever. We've only seen two movies this year. Yeah, exactly. But over two, it's still not good. We've seen two movies this year. Jupiter Ascending and what was the third, what was that one? Kingsman. Oh, I, well, we're talking about Kingsman. That's why I'm like, we haven't wait, wait, seen two a, other movies. Wasn't there a movie in January we saw? No, we didn't no, see no movies. No, I don't January. go see movies in January. We we reviewed an animated film in January, but I don't okay. go see films in thank, January. Thank you, thank you. That's right. Okay, all right. So with the review, or now with the review, with the synopsis. You See, go. you guys can fuck me when I'm. You, you confuse me. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and the camp just walked <laughs> So let's hit that button. There it is. Warning: This segment may contain spoilers, so leave Ralph alone. I, I really think we should change that because I'm not the only one that spoils stuff now. Uh, but well, all I'm saying is, if Mike's asking for the spoiler button this early, you know what that means he's his, gonna spoil. His synopsis got spoiled. So no, I'm not spoiling anything. I just. It's just that we always forget. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to be timely. With the synopsis of Kingsman The Secret Service is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Everyone dies. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kingsman The Secret Service is an action comedy directed by Matthew Vaughn and based on the 2012 six-issue comic book The Secret Service by Mark Millar and Dave Gibbons. The film premiered at the butt Numathon in Austin, Texas on December 13th, 2014, then the film was theatrically released in the UK on January 29th of 2015 and in the US on February 13th of 2015. Now on to a synopsis. Now what would happen if King Arthur had been a douchebag in a three-piece suit? He would have created Kingsman, a secret service organization so highly trained 
so well organized, so technologically advanced that it makes James Bond look like Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne looked like Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer looked like Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo looked like Jack Black. And Jack Black looked like an out-of-work actor that no one gives a damn about anymore. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> Little Londoner Gary Exy Unwin loses his father. And faster than you can say, 17 years later, my mom's a hoe doing three ways with the neighborhood mobsters. He's arrested but finds salvation from a tailor with a WMD umbrella. And with a chim-chim-churi, he's swept into a world of intelligence agencies, mad scientists, billionaires, and meets the only woman in the free, free world whose body count is higher than her shoe collection. Aww. Smart story, smart plots, smart outfits, and smart bombs fill a screen that is already crammed with smart acting and smart directing. If you ever wanted to see 40 people killed in 3 minutes and 12 seconds, you've hit the mother load. All right, starring <laughs> Colin Firth as Harry Hart slash Galahad, Taryn Egerton as Gary Exe Unwin, Samuel L. Jackson as Richmond Valentine, Mark Strong as Merlin, Michael Caine as Chester King slash Arthur, uh, which I thought was weird, uh, <laughs> Sophie Co- um, Cookson as Roxy, Sophia Butella as Gazelle, and Mark Hamill as Professor James Arnold. Not Luke Skywalker or the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I, it, um, it's a grab how long. Is oh, what? Don't forget the trickster. Oh, that's right. And the trickster. <laughs> All right, let's get right into it. Kingsman, the Secret Service. One thing I want to say before anything else is it's funny when um, Mark Hamill showed on the screen, Jazz, shout out to Jazz, leans over to me and in and ha- and pure geekgasm goes, oh my God, it's Mark Hamill. And I'm like, oh man. And at the end of the movie, we're walking out and we're like, oh yeah, Mark Hamill's in the movie. Ralph goes, he was? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that was actually interesting. Um, uh, another former guest, uh, Patrick Fitango there, he saw it uh, a few days later and he had just come back and I'm visiting uh, at the apartment. I was talking to Jazz and we were like, yeah, what'd you think of Mark Hamill? He's like, that's who that was. <laughs> no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Star Wars fiend didn't recognize Mark Dude, Hamill. Mark Hamill looks like Dark Side, for God's sake. There's no way to recognize that man. That guy, he did not look like himself. Yeah, I mean, it's only because I've seen Mark Hamill over the years that I knew it was him. Because yeah. I didn't know he was in the movie. But, I mean, if, if I had, if the last thing I saw Mark Hamill in was Star Wars, you would never know that that was him. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, Kingsman, Secret Service. I mean, I'll tell you this much right off the bat. Um, very fun. Lots of fun. Oh yeah. From beginning to end, very fun. The action sequences, um, just thinking about just from the beginning, the the first five minutes of the film get, had me engaged right away. Yeah, the the movie the movie pulls you in quickly. I think it, it's it's got a good feel. It's got a good nature feel. Um, like I had described to uh, people afterwards, and even some friends uh, days later, it's take out Daniel Craig from the the James Bond um, serious Bond stuff and go back through all the other um, Bond movies. This would this would be what the Bond movies wanted to be. It was it was a good combination of fun action adventure. Um, oddly enough, it has it has all of the violence that the James Bond movies don't show you <laughs> that you assume had to happen. But oddly enough, had none of the sex, <laughs> you yeah. know, well, which wasn't missed because I mean it is well, a movie that's trying to well, get to a certain it, audience. Well, they know? alluded to it, you know, right? But I mean, James Bond, it's always like you know, even though there's never anything graphic, obviously, but he's always in bed having sex. Right. Whereas this one, it's just, you know, they played much more for the action side, which I think worked for the movie. Yeah, there's no, well, Miss Money Penny, mind if I deposit my two cents? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> You've always wanted to say that to somebody, huh? Well, you know, with the. With Who the, says I haven't? With, you know, with the English pound conversion, that's at least con- equivalent to four of the American. <laughs> <laughs> and to Ralph being in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, um, I def yeah. 
I definitely felt that um, it had a very, it was very light in certain ways, and not too light. It had tongue in tongue in cheek humor, mm-hmm. especially because they killed the way they showed the way certain people were killed in certain sequences, right? And then toward the end, which we'll get to later on, mm-hmm. about how those people were killed. They, you know, the graphics were different. Right. But it was acceptable. It was just kind of the same kind of... Yeah. And by the way, for anybody that's going to see this, especially... I mean, obviously, you shouldn't be taking a young child to this movie, but yeah. even younger audiences, I mean, you know, for parents that are worried about such a thing, this movie is excessively violent. I mean, it it's just... R. Is it actually rated R? Yeah, I didn't rated even realize R. that. Because I, I was about to ask you, does anyone know if it was thir- PG-13 or no, R? It's rated R because I remember when, uh, when we bought the tickets... It said in the machine, you will be asked for ID. Oh, is that why everyone kept carding me? I was so young. <laughs> I was so embarrassed the entire time. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it is extremely, extremely violent. Um, but not in the hostile, you know, kind of torture porn it's, kind of a way. It's just, it's just yeah, I mean, it's just that there's a lot of shooting, breaking, you know, splitting in half. Stabbing, <laughs> this is, yeah, cutting. This, yeah, there's just a lot of that. Biting. Um, but, but still, I, I, it's really weird, like a... It's excess, I think, made it kind of fun. I think if they had, it's one of those weird things. Like there are times with with any movie. Like sometimes if you if you start on something and only kind of half give it some form of excess, it doesn't quite work as well. If you go way over the top, like 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 a lot of times I've used that when I'm doing some uh, commentary on the news or whatever. When I'll go on forever about like the money thing or something yeah. like that. It's it's if you stop in the middle, it's not quite as funny. Just a perfect example I thought was um, did you ever see uh, from Dust Till Dawn? Yeah. I, I just with, bought it. Which Cheech Marin is up there, and he is just listing the different types of pussy that you <laughs> that is available at the bar. And the first, like, I don't even know how many he goes through, but let's just say it's 40. But like the first 10, 15, you're like, all right, it got old. But then he didn't stop. Yeah. And then it just got hysterical. And, and it's just <laughs> one of those examples. And that's what I thought the, uh, the violence was like here. Not so much that it was all funny, but if I had stopped sooner, it would have been like, oh, that was just violent. But right. this one was just like, dude, that was just so violent. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, it was one of those things that because sometimes violence can can drag a little bit, uh, or I mean not drag, but, but but sometimes the violence just seems a little bit too much. But this just seemed just right. It yeah. just it just felt the the, the right amount of violence. And, I mean, and, and character development too. And they, they, oh, they, it had very good character development the, the, for the, the most part. Yeah, the, the way that, uh, or at least I felt like you know, the the more they the more they showed you of the movie, obviously the more you learned about the character. They didn't kind of front load the movie in the beginning with. Origin, 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 and then you get to the action sequence, like, right? Like X Men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of the things I, I liked about this movie, um, I, I was after I saw the movie, I was thinking back to the trailers, mm-hmm. and you think like most trailers, like I, I saw a few other trailers, like where how you say it, Mike, like, the trailer tells you everything about the right. movie. You don't even have to watch it; you already know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Oh, Hitman. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But with Kingsman, like the trailers are like twenty seconds long. Perfect. And they, they just. It's like they just give you the tip. Yeah. And you, if you want the rest <laughs> of it. Just the tip? If you want the rest of it, you got to go watch the movie. And then you're the whole happy. shaft. You're happy that you saw it. Yeah. You know? No, it's very, very true. I, it's, I mean, I once again, as it got closer to me seeing the movie, I stopped watching trailers because that's just what I do. But, you know, like Rafa said, it is true. I mean, the any trailer that you saw, you, you got the idea of what the movie was about. Yeah. The idea. That's all I should ever have. I shouldn't know like, oh, and then this scene, this must be about to happen right now. You right. Know? Because, because it, it kept it fresh. Yeah. There's nothing worse than when you've seen like you know the the 90 minute trailer, <laughs> you know, of a 93 minute movie, and you just go in and you're just like, oh, this must be about where this is going to happen. And, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. 
It's funny because coming out, coming out of that movie, um, Ralph threw down the gauntlet challenge. He goes, I challenge you, Mike, to say something bad about this movie. <laughs> oh, I can. Well, Mike, I know you can. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the, the thing, anything that I, I have that I, I didn't like about the movie, it's nothing that great. Um, I mean, like for me, you know, there's probably other little minor, minor things. But for me, I only have three things and they're all really minor. Like, I, I just thought that. I think they're minuscule. Yeah. I mean, they're like, I, I didn't. Hold on, hold on. Let me get my conversion scale to see how minor in the mic sense meets to us. <laughs> no, the um, like for instance, Exy as the uh, the unfortunate poor kid that's easily and absolutely the best student and agent. It's a very tired plot point. Like that's it's just like you know. Well, it's, he was it gets, a marine. Yeah, but I mean, it's just it's not about the fact that he had. It's just that whole like every single person there was upper crust. And of course, the the kid that's from like you know the lower end is the one that's the best. It was just it's just a very trite story plot that it was just like I um, mean you know we've seen it every time. But it <laughs> worked. Yeah. Well, well, I mean think about it. He wasn't really the best later on because you know he actually failed the tests. Yeah. Right, but the failing of his test was because of his morality. It had nothing to do with his skill. Yeah, so but- he was the best because that was also why they needed him back. You know, and well, and, and he well, saves the day. And it's also because <laughs> you know. he was already trained, and they didn't have anyone right, else. Right, but right, no, no, they could have gone back and gotten the other students. No, but they failed. Uh, so did he? <laughs> did, did we not just discuss this? That's my whole point. Yeah, no, but they that, failed earlier. Right, on. but he was the best. He, he was, just did not go for a moral issue. So he was the best. Right around, he was the best around. Oh, so he, no, 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 don't, gonna... don't, 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 don't. That's a Karate Kid song reference. Don't go into it. Oh, I'll shut the fuck up. I, I never would have. He, he could have gone on all day and I would have been like, dude, I have no idea what you're no, talking dude, about. Dude, that's what he was planning for. <laughs> Let's back out of this trap for a second. Unfortunately, it would have been, it would have been lost on me. But uh, no, what I'm saying is that it's him failing out of the school was literally pulling a trigger. That's not a talent. You know, he was the best student. And like I said, it was just, it doesn't stop the story from being a good story. It's just, it's just tired. I mean, it's just a very tired, like, it's, you know, we've got to relate to everybody. It's like, well, yeah, but you know, it's the same old kick to a story, you know, and it's just, it's just, it's just a tired thing. Other than that, I mean, that, that part didn't bother me. And then the, the other thing that just was, it was just so oddly placed for me was that I can't even think which kid it was, but the, one of the rich snobby kids that failed out was just suddenly a turncoat. Like you know, I mean, and like oh. out of nowhere, like literally out of nowhere, and you're like, well, yeah, because you kind of felt that that added to the reason that he made it through, and the other guy didn't, you know. Well, you know, but it makes sense though that he would be there because high echelon family. He's up a crust. Yeah. So he- yeah, but still, it's it was just out of the blue. In other words, there was no build for that. Okay. You know, it it was that was the surprise. It wasn't a surprise. It just. It it was just there. I feel like, I feel <laughs> you, like, you didn't see when they when he showed up and everyone was like surprised. You didn't see that part. It would have been. It would have helped. <laughs> <laughs> it would actually help. The lights were off. So wait, those are the only two things you had an issue with. Oh, no, the third part would just be uh, because of the way they had already focused the movie would just have been the the, the Swedish princess at the end. You know, with like we can do it in the asshole. You know, yeah. kind of that was just unnecessary. As much as it was funny, it was just again, it was just one of those things that it was just like you, it felt like weird that you threw it in. Listen, Even if it was in the book. Listen, Ed, as Kevin Smith clearly knows, you want to motivate a guy, offer him to fuck the girl in the ass. 
<laughs> I didn't know that Kevin Smith was so adamant about that. <laughs> um, if, oh, you if you listen, listen to the show, he's very adamant. No, I don't. I don't. Listen to other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I love ours way too much, just like all of you do out there. <laughs> Especially in Sweden. Can you can you feel the bullshit coming out of the microphone? <laughs> no, I actually don't listen to other people's podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, oh, except for uh, jazz, I do listen to it. And, and of course, I listen to Jamal's every now and then. And then there's the other one. And then there's the other one. Shout out to Jamal and shout out to Jazz. Jamal, I haven't seen you in a while. Jazz, I'll hopefully I'll see you soon. Oh, yeah. Apparently, we have 25 listeners in Sweden. So, really? Hello, Sweden. Johan, can you establish this? <laughs> <laughs> Drop Yo, us a Facebook line and let I, us know if, that, was, if 25 sounds about right. I was just going to say that. I'll say, Johan, when you get a chance, if, that's, if we're saying your name right, um, please hit us up on, on Facebook and let us know. Is that number accurate or... How could it be accurate? So, <laughs> and and also if it is accurate, just uh, how much do they love me? Good old <laughs> MFG. I mean, you know, toss that in if you can. Are, are you hear that? Mike is tossing his own salad. <laughs> <laughs> That's very flexible. <laughs> <laughs> From tossing salad to tossing around this movie. So you like that? You like that? Um, no, no, of course not, because it's not you. That's why. Um, how do we feel about Harry Hart? I really enjoyed um, Colin Firth's um, portrayal of Harry Hart. You know, oh, he's wonderful because it was just you know it wasn't too because you know sometimes they'll do the hard you know the contrite story about the trainer that's super super hard on his um, pupil right you know only because he's got a heart of gold right they didn't go all the way that route he he was very difficult on him but still very fatherly in a certain right. way which I I mean I just enjoyed it but you know. Well, yeah, well, I'm happy that, like you said, that they didn't go full on, like, you know, I'm your mentor, but secretly, I just, I wish that I could just massage your feet at the end of the day. <laughs> like, they didn't go that far, which, which is, of course, it made sense that he would be hard on him because it's like, you will be killed immediately <laughs> in this business, you know. Yeah. No, I thought um, Colin Firth was excellent. You know, his portrayal, his actions, everything, you know, he, well, he's a great actor. I mean, come on. Yeah. He, he plays because he's a mentor, but he's also, he's the, the his patron. He's like saying, okay, I, I chose you to to be selected to right. become a Kingsman. So you got to do me proud, but I'm not going to, you know, give you any uh, extra hints or anything. Any edge right. or, yeah. Yeah. By the way, um, which of course is a little bit disjointed since we haven't really talked about the movie so much itself. Did anyone, because it hit me in watching the movie and I haven't heard anyone, and no matter what review, whether it's a favorable review or whatever, no one brings this up. Did anyone notice that there were no other Kingsmen? Oh, but yet there is an entire round table of them, but not one of them showed up for well, this literal earth, yeah, <laughs> earth crunching moment. <laughs> you know, if you had listened carefully, what was that at the beginning? They're all around the world, right? Yeah. Where, where you mean where all the actions taking place around the world? Where, yeah, like they would be calling other kingsmen, like Merlin, for instance, would be going, "Let's gather up the kingsmen and get them doing stuff." Instead of me worrying around, to get there. instead of worrying around two children that, that I've just trained, I'm not saying that it. They, you wouldn't be focused on these well, two. I'm just saying that there was it's it's right up there with when you have let's see Spider Man realizes that the entire world's about to be blown up. I could tell the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, and everybody else, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's that that was just weird, and it's really weird that no one ever brings that up. Actually, well, it, it would take too long to gather all the Kingsmen into one point. Plus, um, you already have a new Lancelot, so might as well just go with it. And also, and also, do you think that? Um, and I think that Merlin kind of said this that um, he didn't know how much of the Kingsmen were compromised. Yeah, that's true. They felt about he didn't know how many guys because um, Arthur was in on it. Right. You know, he didn't know how many others were in on it as well. I mean, is that a possibility? No. I mean, it does. It doesn't make sense because now you're going to, if we don't stop this, we're all fucked. Yeah, but he. You know, 
he got makes a good point because he's saying he doesn't know who they can trust. Because right. If, if, you you call, trust- if you call in the rest of your team, and let's say there's two guys on that team who are down with um down with Valentine's, Valentine's plan. Um, shout out to Samuel Jackson, really good job. Even though your list was annoying. Um, <laughs> if there's anybody out of that squad that you come in to help you out, if they're not going to come help. They're going to come take the rest of the team out. And if they're older Kingsmen, Exit would not have had a chance. Lancelot would not have had a chance. So I guess in so, my head, Merlin would say, you know what? I'd rather go with these two and then rather call anybody else who I, who I don't know for sure if they've been compromised. So I'd rather take my chance with two children that I've just got finished training versus... Like you said, and again, it could be any a number, but perhaps two out of, let's say, 10 people that could really do this job. And I know that could do it. It's, it's, it's really sketchy for like, if this was a bank robbery, that'd be one thing. But considering it would be the mass murder of probably, what, 90% of the planet, I think I'd take my chances. No, I would not. <laughs> well, then I don't want to be under your squad as any, seriously, as any team leader when you're going, two out of maybe 10 people could be bad. I'll take my chance. Wait, it's, it's not children. Highly trained, children. highly skilled children, young adults, children. Not children. They're, they're in their twenties. They're, they're like yeah, they're in their twenties. They're, they're not. I don't think they're twenties. He was in the Marines. Yeah, he's. You got to be at least eighteen. So if, if anything, he's twenty twenty one. Yeah, okay, can, can I, that. that's fine, and that still doesn't explain why in the world I'm not trusting the rest of my team members. I mean, I'm like, come on now, guys. I mean, you're, you guys are bringing up the most ridiculous idea. Like, okay, so they're twenty one. All right, they're not children. I still would rather have really experienced people by my side right. as well. Here's a simple answer. <laughs> you know. Here's a simple answer. Ego. I train these guys so I know that they're going to do it. That's what Merlin is thinking. Also, that's uh, not what they're supposed also, to be thinking. They're supposed to be protecting. Them. I mean, again, like I said, I mean, the points you guys are coming up with are funny, but it's just like it's doing nothing but but showing the plot hole, which is what I pointed out. <laughs> you know. Also, how how much time did they have until this thing exploded? I don't think Six they had- hours. There wouldn't be enough time for all of them. They're, they said around the world. They didn't say they were all in the middle of Australia in a ditch <laughs> hole. I mean, around. think about it. Around the world would mean some of them have to be in countries near them. Okay? Positively. Six hours of time to get some members over there. Like, plot hole, you're only helping explain my plot hole instead of covering it up. Where was Valentine's base? Where was Valentine's base? Yeah. Valentine's base was... Somewhere or in the, in the Arctic. Right. So was, they would have to go further up. Okay. So anyone else wouldn't get there in time. You mean like anyone else that's on the same latitude as London? Like in the United States? Like in Russia? Um, should I go on? I mean, still so, wouldn't get there in time. No, they would get there at the same time. No, <laughs> and, 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 and we got to keep moving, but the point I'm going to make, and I'm still going to stand by my point. One thing I'll say is that how do you know that the people that were close by to Antarctica, if you're talking about these Kingsmen helping out, are on our side? If there's somebody that's going to We don't, but I mean, at the that's same, what, but that's right. what I'm saying, because, you know, if anything, if they know what's going on, they're going to take out anything that comes close. They're going to aid what's going on. The whole object was that everybody thought that Exy wasn't involved, that right. Lancelot wasn't involved, and that Merlin wasn't there. They were going under the radar. If any of the Kingsmen knew, and if anybody was compromised, and they were evil, and they were playing right. on that side, they have the system to take everything out. Yeah, so oh, and and then let's play the other side of that. What if none of them were under the Valentine's control? But you can't you, 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 you can't rest that. And what if Roxy had been a a, a hidden agent? That what, uh, uh, that what that we didn't know that like we didn't know until the moment at the end that Arthur was. Could, we didn't know that Arthur was either until until, they the year. until then. They saw My the point year. though is they just checked then the year. right so that when the agent showed up, look at the ear. They don't have they time saw, to wait for They the don't have time to look at an ear. 
They don't have to wait for them to show up. They have to send them to the, to the Antarctica. plot hole is only getting larger every time you guys open this up. The Asians wouldn't show up. Well, if they showed up, they couldn't help. If they looked at the ear. Well, if they... Yes. Call the other Kingsmen in. I, I disagree. <laughs> but aside from that, once again, proving my point, Mike can hate on anything. Yeah. I'm I mean, even a movie he loves. <laughs> you, mean, but, you mean I can look at a plot point and actually discuss <laughs> it calmly and look at it logically? Yes, I can. I, I call it hate. <laughs> I, I call it being honest. I have to agree with the cat. Yay. The, the hate is just coming out. All I, I call it I'll, being honest. I don't need agreements. Uh, well, <laughs> you and the hate. Well, I'll say this. Hate or not, fantastic movie let's talk about some of the other things about it samuel jackson valentine great character over the top too too over the top for you or great character it was it wasn't over the top it wasn't underdone it was just right he was a good character but he wasn't fleshed out enough in other words it's he did a lot of fun but we didn't get a lot of valentine therefore you, you you got his you only got him as i'm the bad guy like that that's all we got from valentine in other words we we knew like we're not even 100% clear. I mean, we can make our supposition, but we're not 100% clear exactly why he was doing this. I mean, we know it has something to do with the population and the climate thing. Right. But it just, that also felt like a ruse, you know, like so that you just didn't get a lot of flesh out from him. And I think in that, Samuel Jackson didn't have a lot of chance to expand the character. But what he had, he did very well with. Yes. Um, I mean, I definitely felt like he was very surface. It was, But I mean, you know. I think you would spend some more time on explaining everything else. You know, you have to get a villain. And, and because they're doing the whole tongue-in-cheek Bond thing, it's yeah. like, you don't really have to know about the villain. Exactly. Like, I know he wants to kill things and, you know, yeah, yeah. just let him loose. And what's, what's interesting, too, is that he uh, didn't... It wasn't like a, a personal thing. He wasn't out to make money or, you know, really gain control. In his eyes, he was, I'm saving the world, is what he's saying. Right, but that's but I mean it's it's very convoluted because then your question is well then what afterwards because he wasn't saving the world he was destroying people yeah. and keeping like popular like singers and sci- you know not even you know I mean it was it was like that's the whole point we don't know what his motivation was for the new world no no, that's, you know? that, no I know that but what I was saying is that and he he wasn't unlike other villains that no. were, were trying to just like destroy the world or take over you know to put themselves in a command structure because his whole thing to keep the the elite. Was to form a command out of that, you know. That's that was his whole his whole mm-hmm. idea, you know. But then in his eyes, you know, he was the hero trying to save the world, and that's what sets him apart from other villains. Because well, most they, villains, a lot of the villains think that they're going to be the hero. They want money, you know, trying to hold the world ransom or someone hold hostage. He, he truly felt like he was being a phila- philanthropist. He felt like he was bettering mankind. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of Bond villains though that think that what they're doing is actually because they're with them being in control, it's going to make the better the better world, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, it's just that he wasn't fleshed out enough. But um, but again, nothing that takes away from the movie. It just it just kind of makes you ask a little bit later on when you think about the movie, you know, like, well, what exactly what's supposed to be going on with this part i was too distracted by his lisp his lisp because i was wondering i was like had samuel jackson always had that lisp no and then when he made the, the, the joke about why do you talk so funny right and i was like oh okay okay <laughs> i'm not bugging out i'm not I, I, i'm not as aloof as i th- as i thought okay that's that, that's part of the movie okay good let's talk about the the big legless ass in the room the big le- <laughs> of course, here we go we're ralph already talking about some woman's ass in an action movie she was hot and what was the name of the assistant again who? The woman with the with the blades uh, for legs? Oh, Gazelle. 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 Yeah. Um, I, I was waiting for you to bring that up. What? She was the, the uh, Algerian French woman? Yes. Very <laughs> that, That's what she is. She's Algerian French. Uh, those eyebrows were thick. That's all I remember. I was like, wow. Yeah, I thought she was Frida the painter. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Frida Carla alone. Shout out to Frida. <laughs> I think she's dead. 
it's okay. She's, she, she whispering ain't gonna help you. <laughs> I was just trying to help. I didn't want to embarrass you in front of the listeners. I think she's dead. <laughs> I'm always embarrassed in front of the listeners. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, she she was cool. Um, she was the usual henchman kind of thing, and it was a nice little twist to make it a female. You know, that, that was kind of cool. Well, she had the over-the-top weapon. Like, you know, she was yeah. like Jaws. She was like Odd Job. And, you know, I mean, it was just fun. I mean, like, that's what I said. I mean, it was like the fun of the James Bond movies, but done the right way. Yeah. Right. You know. It was what I thought was interesting. Like, no one, like, granted, I probably wouldn't say anything if I see a woman with blades on her feet. Because God knows if she has blades on her feet, she probably knows how to use them. But just that nobody, like, bats an eye to that, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, also... And now I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna dip in the Mike Haterade pool. One issue I had careful. One dip and you're gone. Whoa, that just sounds like a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, That's what uh, Superman told Lois. <laughs> <laughs> How do we go to Superman from here? I don't know. Um, but but to 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 kind of jump on Mike's point about um, plot holes, I felt. Am I being too sensitive? You're gonna say yes. You're gonna say definitely yes. When he ended you up, do know that anyone on the podcast has, that's listening has no idea who you're talking <laughs> okay. about. The first few was Mike MFG will say yes, and RT Square Ralph the Tech will definitely agree that I might be a little bit too sensitive. But did you feel like the Exe skills, his fighting skills, were way over the top for somebody that was in training for X amount of time and they didn't even show him doing any kind of tactical fighting training? Y- you mean the kid that they're trusting with saving the world instead of calling any other Kingsman? I couldn't imagine what you're talking about, Cap. That makes no sense at all. <laughs> Oh, oh, gee, plot hole only expanding ever so much. <laughs> so, so that, that haterade pool is a haterade hot tub just for oh, two, But no, right? no, remember, we've established it's only hate when I seem to pull at these points, <laughs> but when anyone else pulls out these points, they're just observations. No, no, no. It's, I, I said you guys are in the hot tub of hate. Wow, me and MFG in a hot tub? Yeah, nice. Hot tub of hate. It's no longer a pool. We've it, shrunk it down to a hot tub of hate. It, that that bubbling water is not automatic, by the way. <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I just, one the one issue I had was like when he was fighting the um, gazelle at one point in the movie, and he's the, the kind of skills he was using. If he was using like Captain America type skills, right. where it's okay, that's military s skills. I'm like, but you're kung fu. Well, he had all the skills of like all the kings. But in other words, it's funny because the training that we saw, we saw how they thought about stuff or how like they you know showed right. they're getting over fear. But look, we never actually saw them fight. We never saw them learn to fight, which doesn't bother me. But I mean, yes, it is a plot point that we did not understand because also it's not that long. I mean, it's not like it's right. years. I mean, it's months, but it's not. It's not even like a year of a month. Because I'm sorry, if I'm jumping at a girl who has you know like um freaking knives for legs. I don't know if I'm going to be able to have the confidence to wiggle out the way and be like, oh, oh just, just to, for the audience to know, the cap would not be able to do to get out. <laughs> <laughs> if he's wondering, he, he might not have the skills. He doesn't. Yeah. So, so let me get this straight, guys. So just because you don't see the cow, you're not going to eat the burger. Uh, that has no relationship to this, but I, 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 <laughs> so, no, so no, I no, won't no. answer that one. <laughs> I had three analogies in my head, not going with any of them. All I'll say is I called bullshit when he was doing those karate kung fu skills. I'm like, you don't learn that in the military. And to be that good, it takes it takes years. Kung fu. Is kung not- fu, whatever whatever um, martial art discipline it was. But like I said, no matter how much we can pick at this movie, it still doesn't take away. It doesn't oh, yeah. take away. Like I said, I mean, it's, it those was, are just yeah. those afterthought things when you're watching. Or even sometimes you catch it when you're watching them. But it's still the movie was... From the beginning to the end, it was still fun. But yes, like I said, we don't ever see them get trained to fight. So we just have to assume that they're just really good at training. Well, I mean, if Batman can train five Robins in four years or five years, I mean, <laughs> how hard is it really? I just got a new nickname for you guys. Go. 
The nitpicks. The nitpicks? Yeah, there you go. Yes, ha! The I'm, nitpicks. I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you frozen because you let it go all the time. <laughs> uh, let it go. Oh, yeah, you call Elsa. Call <laughs> Elsa. Hey, hey, Elsa. I just shake it off. Oh, oh, oh wow! Hitler Swift. Tadolf <laughs> Hitler. Oh, by the way, out there, um, after you know, just uh, Ralph naming us the, the nitpickers, we're just letting you know that uh, if you check LinkedIn, we'll be looking for a new technical support for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And thank you for listening to the last episode ever of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later. Actually, I'm your host, Ralph the Tech. No one else is important. I was going to say, actually, Ralph was a dick. This shit wouldn't even air. (laughs) (laughs) Just to get rid of the plot holes right there. Um, How did you feel about the challenges? Um, the challenges that the that the tra- Kingsmen in training were going through. I thought they were re- for me. It was really really cool to watch that stuff done. When, they were fun when they were doing the the parachuting one, the skydiving oh. one. Oh my god! I wish I was there. I, I I felt like oh my! I want to fucking jump out of a plane right now. When I saw that, just the we can arrange that. The rush. <laughs> I'm, I'm four flights up. You, you, it's a good job. That's, that's not high enough. <laughs> it's high enough. Trust me. <laughs> Oh man, it's just, it was it was awesome, man. That just that, and especially the view with the heads up display. Heads up display, yeah. And I know it's it's, so it, it's, it's been done. It's cliche for for action slash spy movies to watch training, but it was it was just like a lot of fun. Well, it, was, it was a lot of fun. The one though with the the parachute though, it was a great seed. But what I loved was at the end when he's just like, yeah, you know, if you don't make the mark, then you're out. And you're thinking, oh, maybe the mark will be like you know ten feet wide, something reasonable. It was like about as big as two people standing in a circle. And I'm like, really? That was the mark? Really? <laughs> like, pretty much. What would happen? I mean, here's the question. Did it not beg to anyone else? What if everyone missed it? <laughs> like, because it really wasn't easy to get to. <laughs> it's and like, they would all failed. Dude, yeah, now, now, then who would have saved the world? Huh? <laughs> Next plot hole. Plot hole. Who would have saved the world now? <laughs> they just call Ralph. They know that. If everyone else is busy, call Ralph. Yeah, I want to see you drive that tank from wherever you were in America to Antarctica. <laughs> it's, it's a... Uh, um, hyperspeed tank. Oh, here we go. Ralph explaining it all. It'll again. get there in about half the time. That <laughs> It'll it takes crash in the ocean in half the time it would normally have taken. <laughs> Here's my question. Here's my question. Um, without giving obviously the way the, the the plot point, but would you shoot the dog? Uh, no. You would no. Well, I'd know that there'd be blanks in the gun, and of course I'd shoot the Why would you oh, know that? Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> well, you, and then you wonder why your name is mentioned in the spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they they point me out particularly. Hey, we really gave the warning, so it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just, I mean, I, it's the same thing that, it's the same point that uh, Exy has. I mean, I just wouldn't do it, you know. Um, you know, there's no way for them to know that they're blanks. So and that's why you're not Kingsman material. No, it's why that I'd be Exy, which is the best of the Kingsman. <laughs> ha ha! You'd be the woman up in space, just like, hanging around with two balloons. <laughs> then I get to do a, a space jump. Are you, yeah. are, are, are you saying she had the shit job? <laughs> well, I mean, well, she she had the, you know what I loved was that she they had were both the easiest job. Well, uh, they were both um, important. Slow yeah, down. I was about to say they, they were both important, but it was just like my job's just as important. Yeah, but mine's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. And you get to fuck a, a Swedish princess in the ass. She could have. She was. What, they. She was out to make the mark on that woman that they were trying to kidnap. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, she would have done what she had to do. <laughs> she's, a, she's a king's man. <laughs> um, by the way, Exy annoyed me a little bit. Just kind of. Like, I, I mean, I, I guess that's what he was supposed to do because he's supposed to be kind of young and brash and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Something about him annoyed me a little bit like i was like there were moments but nothing again that was too much but they were just like slight i think it was just slight uh 
it, I think it was the storytelling of what they were trying to do, you know. So, uh, I know you, Cap, were, were pissed that um, they didn't show that last final fight scene. No, 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 I didn't care. Oh, wasn't it you? Wait, no. the final fight scene? No, that was, um, that was your brother. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's yeah the guy that doesn't look like the, the cat. Other yeah. The other guy. All right. The guy with hair. Yeah. <laughs> the guy you've seen all your life. <laughs> the guy with the same last name as you. Papa? Papa. Papa was there? Uh, no, I mean, I, you know, the last fight scene would have been unimportant to see. You know, we've already seen his skills. We know he can take them. No, no, but <laughs> it's know? also, I feel like they, they didn't do it because we've already... It, we've seen it. Yeah, we've already seen it when, when Colin first kind yeah. of Well, I mean, it, because so. he literally starts it in the exact same in between the, what he says... The about manners between the the the, 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 the mug exactly. Yeah. I mean, we know exactly what this fight's going to go down. And that's to. also what I liked about this movie because I feel like um, men nowadays don't understand what is, and I don't say what it's like to be a man because that's a very subjective term. But the, the idea of being a gentleman mm-hmm. and, and some of the, some of the things that Colin Firth was talking about about you know like even the saying of of was it um man um. To be a man, you have to have to banners. Is to be a man, something like that. What was that? Right. Said? Something along something that, along yeah. the line. But from from the, those little um, cute little quips into explaining about being well dressed and that kind of stuff, and it was, it was just, very, well, it was oddly a very conservative movie considering it's violent. It had very conservative views on certain things. Yeah, um, I mean, well, this is one thing that when they quote um, Hemingway, uh, which was good. There is nothing noble in being superior to your fellow man. True nobility is being superior to your former self. Yep. And that's very true. I mean, you know, at least for me, I feel it's very true anyway. I, I, I mean, you know, so it did have exactly, some good points yeah. like that. Um, I, like I said, I, I like the movie in many ways, I, but I did find it funny though when I, and I kind of made a little fun of it in the uh, synopsis. It was just like, your husband's dead. For some odd reason, we seem to be very like successful upper middle class. 17 years later, I'm a hoe. <laughs> I'm like, did you not try and get a job? <laughs> did you not try and find a man? <laughs> you see what happens is, you know, uh, depression and then the drugs and then this guy got a big dick so you know that's what she needs Ooh, that, that wasn't established he also had a big gut <laughs> maybe he can funnel the gut into a dick <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, wow there we go you pressed it and you missed it <laughs> um <laughs> dick uh, gut <laughs> is there anything else you guys would like to add before we go to ratings no, I definitely go see the movie. You'll have a lot of fun. Um, if, if especially if you are a James Bond lover, you will easily see you know all the talks. I mean, you know, I used it in the uh, in the synopsis as well to make fun. But what's interesting, not that they were the first people to ever have made note of that. I mean, if you go on the internet, you'll see people talking about it for over almost a decade. But it was funny to hear, like you know, wow, how many like you know spy people are have the initials of JB it was just really funny to see like James Bond versus Jason Bourne versus Jack Bauer it was just yeah. like oh wow <laughs> you know <laughs> all right Ralph and Justin Bieber i'll say this <laughs> if you don't go and watch this movie right now i will hunt you down and say okay oh on to ratings, okay. <laughs> so I've heard of passive aggressive, but that's aggressive passive. It's <laughs> just stupid. <laughs> Kingsman, the Secret Service. What are your ratings? Let's start with you, Ralph. I give it ten six calls. Yep, yep. Ten exploding heads out of ten, man. That shit was crazy. I'm actually gonna go go ahead and say six claws. I, I was actually gonna. I was hoping you would say it, but I'm gonna say it. Six claws, really enjoyable. Not too long, but long enough to give you enough. 
um, action and, and, and background of the movie. It was just, it was great, great movie. Mike. That's really shy. I have never heard you give any movie, including like the Avengers and things that you like, a six out of six. It, it, you know, I, I mean, I guess it was because you know, usually with a lot of spy movies, people like it, but it's too long, it's too drawn out, or you know, this is too unbelievable. It was just good all around. It's fun. It's it, it's got it's got really smart humor. It's got dick and fart humor. It's got it's got everything. It's just it was a lot of fun. All right, Mike, um, you got to roll. You got to go with the flow. I have never followed. Six. I have never Come followed on, a pattern for the sake of Mike. following a pattern in all my existence, and I, and I won't start now. Peer Peer pressure. Pressure. pressure never works. <laughs> but um, no, like I said, I mean, the things that I brought up uh, for me were problems for the movie for me. Um, nothing too big, but they were just problems for the movie. I give it an eight. When I hear Free Bird, I want to kill people too out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I've, holy shit! And that's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> and I want to see how many. I want to see how many uh, ten out of tens it got anywhere. Go ahead, look them up. Let's see an IBM or IMDb. I guess IBM. <laughs> you were like pulling out all the derogatory freaking um, buttons, huh? Fuck you. Yeah, fuck me too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so there you have it, Kingsman: The Secret Service. Watch it. Don't even wait for it to come out on video. So, we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, after I take some spackle and fill this plot hole. Stand back! There's a hurricane coming through! Hey, comic fans, Shine and Bosch here. If you also happen to be into larger life heroes and tights, a.k.a. professional wrestling, then head on over to 4 for the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling. Bosch and myself take you behind the scenes to past and present with all your top wrestling promotion and news. To listen, visit 4LifePodcast.com, download us on iTunes or Stitcher, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at 4 Podcast. Because when you listen to your podcast, you listen to it for life. Now back to the cap, Ralph the Tech, and Mike the Finance Guy. Meanwhile, 22 pages later. All right, welcome back to the show. And now let's go to the second half of the show, where we're actually going to talk about how we feel about certain characters. What I mean is comic book characters. Um, a lot of times comic book characters are created, and I know most of us here at this table haven't watched a lot of the original characters from when they're first created till now. Mike? I haven't. I've only been around for 25 years. Right. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were looking at me. I'm like, I'm only like six years old. Now. That shows you're not paying attention to what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, so guys. Oh, we- <laughs> someone's panties are tight. <laughs> <laughs> They're not panties. Oh my bad. Male thong. Boy shorts. <laughs> the panty liners. It's panty liners. <laughs> yeah, they they get they, they you know, they're they're papery. They're fucked up. It makes you fresh, right? <laughs> That's what a douche does. Oh, okay. Douchebag. That's why he horseback rides everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody seen me run on the beach? I'm like this, so nobody can see that. <laughs> Ever seen Stay Free? Kids will get that. Alright. Um alright, so what we're gonna do is um we're gonna look, take a look at Characters that exist in DC, Marvel, or any comic book universe. Take a look at their history, where they've come from from the beginning all the way to now. And ask the the, the, the very f- big question, do we like the direction that they're going in? So, who would like to start? Unless I figure it's me. I'll start. Fuck there we go. Wow. wow. I've never seen Ralph volunteer for anything. <laughs> <laughs> that, that wasn't looking at Scarlett Johansson's ass. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's a good one. Don't get him distracted. <laughs> oh, Scarlet. <laughs> All right, so which hero will you be discussing? I will be discussing the almighty thunder god, Ralph the Tech. I mean, Thor. Thor. Wait, wait. <laughs> Ralph talking about a tall blonde? And he's a male? Okay, <laughs> fuck it. He's probably got a nice ass. <laughs> no, have you seen his abs? 
crazy. Ooh. <laughs> as much beer as he drinks, I think that I call bullshit. <laughs> I call bullshit. <laughs> Go ahead, Ralph. Speak on it. All right. So Thor made his first appearance in, what was it? 1862. He was created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Really? In 1862? 1962. <laughs> Stan, you're older than you thought. <laughs> Just letting you know. <laughs> Stan is really the the the, the, uh, the weekend and Bernie's guy. Yeah. <laughs> My bad, it's the dyslexia cutting in right there. All right. So he, he first appeared in Journey into Mystery number eighty three, and then he made his uh, his first self titled issue was in nineteen sixty six, uh, where which covered him uh, battling uh, Hercules on the cover. Okay, all right, that was pretty cool. The Hercules still have the uh, the strap up boots. Yeah, nah, I love those boots. Really. Yeah, I just think they look cool. <laughs> so um, he became part of the Avengers in uh, September of 1963 in Avengers number one. He was one of the founding members. I was just about it. to say, a lot of people forget that he was a founding member. They keep thinking yeah. Captain America was a founding member, and it's like, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was one of the founding members. Um, his, uh, let's see. Um, when uh, his original story was that Odin thought that Thor needed some humility. So he drops him into a human body that was like catatonic or something. That's okay. what it was. And um, he has no memory of being a god. And he goes on this hiking expedition, I think it was, in, in the mountains and discovers Mjolnir in disguise as a walking staff. And then he would uh, strike hit, the staff yeah, on the ground. Strike the staff on the ground and it turns into the hammer and he gets the powers of the god. Mm-hmm. And then later on, it's revealed that he was always Thor. And he, uh, he just didn't remember, but then the memories come back and this yada, yada, yada. It's interesting that, like, you know, that their plot device was that a man, you know, whacking around his stick turns into a mighty god <laughs> <Yeah>. after a while. <laughs> and, but, but go on. <laughs> More plot holes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's not a plot hole. I just think that's just very Freudian. <laughs> and uh, oh, uh, his, his name was Donald Blake as a human. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. DB, douchebag. <laughs> Unlike JB, like Jack Bauer, but hey. Dumb bitch. <laughs> douchebag. Oh, yeah, but he wasn't always able to lift the hammer. When he was younger, he used an axe called uh, Jan Bjorn. How you say it? Jan Bjorn, I believe. Something like Jan that. Jan Bjorn. Something like that. I'd have to, I'd have to see it, but it's, it would be a Y sound. Where are we looking? Right. The letter with all the consonants and no vowels. Next to that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Jan Bjorn. Jan Bjorn. So before he was worthy and he was just, just a young young lad running around, getting into trouble with his brother Loki, uh, he used to carry around Jan Bjorn. And then once he became worthy, uh, he picked up Mjolnir. And it was after, it was only after a great battle that he proved himself worthy to, to his father that okay. he was able to pick up the hammer. And today, which was crazy, which I thought was really interesting, in the current issues, he's no longer worthy of the hammer. He can't pick yes, it up. right. But we haven't found out why yeah. still. So the, what they say was that Nick Fury uh, whispered something to yep. him. And after he whispered that to him, he could never pick up. He can't pick up the hammer anymore. I, I read that issue, yeah. yes. Yeah. So it's you like, know what he said, by the way? He said, I've always loved you. No, he said, you look fat in those jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I remember they were in outer space and when they were fighting Nick Fury. Nick Fury, um, you know, I think um, Thor was grabbing him close and he whispered that in his ear and the hammer just went flying down. The thing is that, you know, the fact that they haven't told us, and I mean, 
I have faith that they know what Nick Fury said. They're not making yeah, it up. But sure. no matter what it is at this point, it's not going to be that interesting. Yes. It's not going to. There's nothing that Nick Fury could have said that's going to make you go, "Oh, that would have made me drop that hammer." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's also he's also down an arm. He has an artificial yeah. arm now. Right. And um, when after he he lost the ability to pick up the hammer, this mysterious woman shows up to and picks up Mjolnir, mm-hmm. and he actually eventually tries to get it back from her, but. He sees how she defeats a whole army of frost giants with it and says, you know what? You can be Thor now. I'll just be Odin's son. And he takes back his axe. Oh, Jarn Bjorn. Jarn Bjorn. There you go. <laughs> he, takes, he picks up his axe, Jarn Bjorn, and, and still becomes a hero. So it was. I like Thor because this is a guy who who's lost his title as Thor, this thunder god. Mm-hmm. And even though he's not that anymore, he still picks up an axe and becomes a hero. I guarantee you all this will be retconned out of the blue after Battle World. Probably. <laughs> after Secret Wars. What, probably. probably. <laughs> uh, well, uh, let's throw the question out because you, it sounded like you answered that question. Do you like where they're going with this character well, now? Yeah, especially because I've always been, you know, one I, never to be sexist or discriminate against women. And seeing that they're actually... Put, I'm going to ask Scarlett Johansson's ass this question <laughs> afterwards, but go on with I, your story. Listen, I, I have nothing against her ass. Except me. You wish you, were, you, <laughs> wish you did. <laughs> You wish you were against it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, what the heck? It took you like 15 presses to get it right. There was something on there. Oh. But, but anyways, yeah. I so, don't want to know because it was on your lap. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know what was in the way. <laughs> it was a pizza stain. Oh, ah, okay. <laughs> sure, a pizza sure, stain. Sure, a pizza stain, right? <laughs> so uh, the way that they're going with this now, that they have this, because there's not that many strong women in, as a thunder god. So right. this would be pretty cool. Well, there was too. Storm. I think she's to be cool as a one. Wow. <laughs> but I mean, so you don't just, but I mean, it's not even about whether it's a woman or not. So you don't miss actual Thor being Thor because also it's weird that it's like, you know, Thor, that's your name. It's not a title. Yeah. Like that's also weird. It's like, that's your name. That's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not like, you know, he was just like, Eugene, you're now Thor. <laughs> you know? I, I thought, no. So you don't it's, mind him not being no because he's Thor? still he's still there he's Odin's son now and he's still kicking ass with that axe man right he's cool and one of the cool things that I I, I learned about Thor in, in my research was uh, according to some sources they were comparing strengths they saying that Thor is a lot stronger than he lets on that mm-hmm. he he holds back in order to protect the environment because if he really let loose he could probably destroy a planet right. And that when asked who would win in a fight between the Hulk and Thor, Bruce Banner replied, that would be an eternal debate. No, Thor. <laughs> Thor's going to beat your ass. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, dude. <laughs> so I, I thought it was just pretty interesting, you know. All right. I, 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 think, I think Thor should just be like, okay, let's just have this battle. We're going to sit here perfectly still and calm, which means he'll be Bruce Banner, for 100 years. <laughs> then I'll start the fight. <laughs> oh, I'm immortal. Forgot. <laughs> when, touching on the immortality, when they first uh, developed the Asgard's as uh, the Asgardians, mm-hmm. they weren't uh, immortal. They just enjoyed long lifespans due to an apple from the the World Tree, the right? Yagistril. Um, it's a uh, it it Idrisil, I believe, something Idrisil, like that. Yeah, yeah. So the, from the golden apple, so they would eat it, and it would allow them to longevity. Right. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. But then later on, they changed it, saying that no. As guardians are naturally long life, have long, natural long lives due to their alien physiology. Yeah, yeah they, they keep going back and forth on that. But I didn't like when uh, 
in the um, Earth X series where they were just like, oh, they're just aliens that you happen to worship as gods. I'm like, ah, fuck you. And there, yeah. <laughs> there was actually a, uh, a time in Thor's history where he would live among humans when, when he first became Thor. Right. And he had Mjolnir. He would live among the humans and be worshipped and stuff. But there was like a god killer running around. So right. he decided to go That's back to Asgard. a fantastic. Story. That was actually before Mjolnir. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was when he still had uh, Bjorn Bjorn. Bjorn that yeah. is a great, the whole God Bomb series is remarkable uh, you know you have to you have to read that in order to really appreciate that story do you know talking. who wrote that that was just recent that was the one that we kept telling you to read two years ago um, oh was that the one with, with, with I think with, it may have still been Matt Fraction I okay think. Matt Fraction alright not sure but um, but yeah but it's a great it was a great series okay cool it's like 12 issues alright well done Ralph I mean real quick between me and Mike Mike do you like what they're what they're doing with Thor now um, I'm not up on the most current things I do know about like it being a female Thor I mean, I just see it for me like as a, a temporary gimmicky thing. I mean, it's just, it's it's right up there, you know, with blue and red Superman and you black know, Captain America, black Captain America. You know, like, <laughs> it's all that. That's like, yeah, it's a nice try, but it's it's also um, when you have minorities that are actually speaking up. Like, I think actually uh, one that I don't usually give a damn about, but uh, Michelle Rodriguez was actually talking about because uh, there was some weird thing going around where they said that she might be, and I'm trying to think of what superhero. I, I don't think it was Wonder Woman. It was just something. And whoever it was, they were like, you know, you could have been up for this. And she just laughed. She's like, I don't want that. She goes, I don't want to be the minority, the instant minority version of a superhero that's already been white. She goes, just make a superhero that is whatever. If they're going to be Latino, if they're going to be black, make a hero that is this. So that if you want a strong woman, make a strong woman. Don't take Thor's title. Because the thing is, the moment he wants it back. They're 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 basically gonna have to make her another character anyway. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah, the, the moment Nick Fury whispers something else in his ear, and then he gets he's able to pick up the hammer. Right. And, and Nick Fury is a perfect Wait, example of what you're talking about right now because yeah. Nick Fury is a white guy for all these years. They made him black in the Ultimate Universe. They, f- they had to figure out shit. We can't make our white Nick Fury black. How do we do that? Well, he had a son who wasn't called Nick at all, but now we just call him Nick Fury. Right. Huh. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. Right. Yeah, it's just weird. Okay. But um, but yeah. So I'm I'm kind of on the fence with the the female Thor thing. But but otherwise, I love Thor as a character. You know, I I've grown to love Thor. I've always found his 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 book kind of boring. Um, but I mean, obviously Hater. you talk you talk about yeah. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. I don't. I'm not like you. I'm not in denial. Um, <laughs> I keep hearing Walt Simonson's run was really good yep. on Thor. Keep hearing about um, Matt Fraction's run. Yeah. That was really good. So I've got to catch up on the stuff. Do I like the female Thor? I'm not sure if I like it, but. The story I've been reading, I've actually picked up a couple of issues of, of Thor just to kind of check it out. It's pretty interesting because they're, cho- they're still trying to figure out who this female is. Yeah. And at first they thought it was Thor's mother. Right, Frigga. Yeah, and, and it's not. No. It's not. Recently she, she had kind of confronted female Thor. And the thing that's interesting is that female Thor, when she speaks out loud, she speaks in their tongue. But when she's thinking, it sounds like a, like a, a regular human being from, you know, from our planet. So I'm wondering if it's somebody from here. What was the name? Oh, her name escapes me. What was uh, Thor's love interest on Earth? On Earth, Jane Foster. Jane Foster. Natalie Portman. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and no, you're not even invited to the damn show. <laughs> damn, another one. Oh, really, Padme? You wanted her here? I'd be fine. I'd be fine with Padme. Oh, Padme, you ruined. Uh, you ruined uh, three movies of my life. No, she no, didn't ruin it. George no, no, Lucas George ruined Lucas it. Ruined this, so she I didn't think. help. <laughs> Dude, she got a check. <laughs> yeah, she did. So here's a fun fact: Nick Fury, leading cause in male erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> it's true. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. So I'll just, I'll just say mine um, quick for the sake of time. Um, I chose Cyclops, aka Scott Summers, aka asshole, 
and we're gonna AKA get to AKA Professor X Killer. And we're gonna get to that in a second. So okay, Spike Cops first appeared in um the X Men number one in nineteen sixty three. If you don't know who Cyclops is, he's the one with the concussive optic blast. Or for those people at home who are like, what the fuck is a concussive opti- optic blast? And how can the Cap say it five times fast? Cap can't say it two times fast. Um, basically, um, eye beams that, that shoot force through his eyes. Not to be mistaken for fire or anything that has laser. Nope. Which people keep mistaking it for. Yep. So real, real long story short, as a kid, fl- um, flying home from family vacation... The plane is being attacked, which later on we find out is, I guess, from the Shi'ar Empire. Yep. So, um, in trying to save his children, and trying to save her children, um, Catherine throws out Scott and his younger brother, Alex, out of the plane with one parachute. It makes sense. Or the other version of the story is the plane is flying better with lighter load. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike's no longer watching my kids. <laughs> <laughs> this car seems heavy. It seems fine. Ah! <laughs> so Scott, Scott and, um, due, due to the fall, Scott and his brother suffer amnesia, um, also from the traumatic experience as well, and they're separated. So um, Scott and his brother don't know that they exist, and they're separated. Scott goes into an orphanage um, after, I guess, his, his powers went on the blink in the hospital um, until... He's a teenager where Professor X finds him and has him join the school for gifted youngsters as his first student. Um, was the leader of the original X Men along with Beast, Angel, Iceman, and our favorite Famke Jansen. I mean, Jean Grey, <laughs> the love of my life. Oh, that girl's hot too. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was on it. He was on it for a while. I mean, he was the, the the leader of that team. He was the leader of the second team, which. Um, for me, I've always liked the second team better. I like the original team for nostalgia, but the second team was always better. Well, they're a much more fleshed out and, and varied group. Yeah. yeah. Which was the second team? The Storm, second, Wolverine, etc. Nightcrawler, Sunfire. The one that everybody thinks is the original X-Men team. Uh, Shadowcat, right? No. No. She didn't come until way later. Uh, they had to woo her. They had to woo her. <laughs> they had to woo her. Oh. So Cyclops is basically the leader of, of two X-Men teams. Um... Oh, let me get to where I was. Okay. So, yeah. Basically, the leader of two X-Men teams was in love with Jean Grey until she became the Phoenix, which we thought. Then became the Dark Phoenix. Then tried to destroy the universe. Then had the, um, had the X-Men and Cyclops defend her against the Shi'ar Empire because they were saying she's going to kill the universe. Then she died. Then Cyclops was heartbroken. Left the X-Men and went off to be by himself. And then met a in woman. In Alaska. <laughs> yeah, in Alaska. Uh, Anchorage, right? Yeah, yeah, and which found a woman that looked just like Jean Grey, marries her. It was not Sarah Palin for anyone that's wondering. <laughs> Madeline Pryor, just as dumb though. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't so, Richard Pryor's sister, if you're wondering. But well. how are the chances of that? You find somebody that looks exactly like the person you were in love well, with. Well, according to Mister Sinister, it wouldn't be very much a coincidence at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was his clone. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, I'm like, but you know, damn it, Sinister. I'm like, well, nobody likes that character anyway. I guess it's no surprise that nobody oh, liked that plotline. I hate Mister Sinister. <laughs> So, uh, and Cyclops got a long lineage, so I'm going to really try to make it short. You Too know, late. Too late, yeah. <laughs> Madeline, Madeline Pryor becomes a goblin. Goblin yeah. queen. Goblin queen. Cyclops has to kill her because Jean Grey's back to life magically. Um, before anything else, they had a son. Madeline Pryor and Cyclops had a son. I was about to say, you kind of glossed over the fact that she's like, I'm pregnant. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> My first love's been found. See you, sister. I was about to say, yeah, when, right before he created that factor, he was not, he was not around for a while. Yeah. And she even told him, if you if you leave me with my son, you know, if you leave us again, because he kept coming in and out, leaving in the middle of the night. And when he heard Jean was back, he went to go see her. She's like, look, if you go away, you know, you, you can't come back. He was like, 
deuces. <laughs> He's like, she looks just like you. I'm not missing out on anything. <laughs> and without the baggage. <laughs> She's still tight. <laughs> so be- between then and now, Cyclops has basically lost his leadership to Storm. I mean, he, he fought, I, from what I understand, he fought Storm for leadership and she lost. kicked his ass. But now they're saying that Madeline Pryor was the reason why he oh, lost. Oh, bullshit. That's what it says. Give a black woman her due, for God's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> I mean, so then he, he, um, he retired. He, he was married. You, you, know, know. you know why he lost, though, the truth was? He was distracted by her breast because she, all she wore was a two-piece. Well, I'd be too. I mean, Storm, Storm had a great body. Mohawk was a little distracting, but whatever. <laughs> um, all this time, I mean, Cyclops was on and off leader of different mutant groups, especially the X Men. Then recently, he started going to doing some different things, like um, having um, I'm trying to think who I think is after Nightcrawler died. That's when he created the the Black Ops team of the X Force. Yeah. Otherwise known as X Killers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so then, um, after he has that X Force team, um, he fights with the Avengers, which. Because the Phoenix Force is coming back down. A versus X for all you hoes at home. That's right. And then um, at some point when they try to, um, when Tony Stark tries to find a way to destroy the Phoenix Force, the Phoenix Force gets divided into five parts and Cyclops gets one of them. Becomes, um, I don't know if you call him Super Cyclops, but Cyclops. No, no one. <laughs> no one does, no matter what he says. <laughs> they used to call me Super Cyclops. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> no one did. And, and supposedly in, in all his drunken powerness kills Professor X. Which, I hate you for that. <laughs> He'll be back. Well, a- after all that, is alienated from the X-Men, but then has his own bunch of side music, because then he kind of realizes, well, you know what? The whole world is against us, and even though I killed Professor X and I feel bad, the whole world will never accept us, so we have to stick up for our own. So kind of taking a more Magneto approach um, instead of leaning more towards Professor X, which is about being together and assimilating and... Seeing how Magneto lost his balls... I think that I think they're gonna come back. Yeah, you would think they would be more magnetically attracted to his body. <laughs> <laughs> so, so right now you you have Cyclops that went from leader to um now ended up becoming a killer, and now being the leader of a of a side group of the X Men, um who is now more of a Malcolm X figure as opposed to a um a Martin Luther King figure. Right. Um, how do I feel? I always feel this way. The thing that's like Cyclops so people don't like him is because he's so boring and so rigid. So where they went with his character, I mean, I like it, but it makes sense. So wait, so if Cyclops is Malcolm X, then Kitty Pride is Martin Luther King. What does Kitty Pride have to do with any of this? Kitty Pride is, was, was the 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 the. the well, she's now the, the well, she's now the the uh, a teacher at the other. She's school. the head teacher. Oh no no! But things have changed now because oh. Kitty is now with Cyclops's group. Okay, yeah. never. She wasn't mind. the head teacher. She was just a professor at the Jean Grey school. She was just a professor. So she was. Pro- it, it was. It was Wolverine school. So Wolverine right. was the headmaster. Oh, okay. And Kitty was one of the. So well, Wolverine's Martin Luther King. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dream <laughs> to be encased in adamantium one day. Um, <laughs> I so, know. So I know. Have, yeah. So you have like. Yeah. We've talked about this uh, on our own. So you you have no problem where they're steering him I, or where I, they've steered him. I don't say that I have a problem, but I. But when people say, "Can you see this being a natural progression?" I can see it as a natural progression because how long Cyclops has been around the the X Men universe and what's happened. I mean, between all the things that happened to other mutants. I mean, Thunderbird died in his first right. mission out. Well, see now. See, we didn't discuss it from that particular point of view. Now, as the idea of can I see Cyclops ending up where he is. That neither here nor there. Sure, that's fine. My problem when we were talking about it was that the only character development they gave Cyclops was to just be a douche. 
Like, like they did not give him any high points. He has no high point after, like, you know, initially leading the X-Men. Everything else is, I've left the woman that I, you know, I said, I, well, I lost the woman I love. I left the woman that I said I love, had a baby with her, ditched her, um, didn't really fight to keep the baby that got taken to another time period, you know. Then I'm with the woman that I truly love more than anyone else in the world until another telepath shows up and then I have mental sex with her and then just leave with her. It's like, you know, like he did not have one positive development in his career. And that's my, ar- my only problem with and him. And my argument with Mike when we were talking about it was I feel like with that character, not that you that he can't have a redeeming quality, but I feel like because he was so rigid and so good and so like plain if you made him if you gave him any more redeeming qualities it really was going to be boring you had to add a twist and with everything that was going on he was you know xavier star pupil he was the good boyfriend for um gene gray and you know until he got to madeline Pryor. and even then they they gave him a pass on madeline Pryor. oh she was a goblin oh he she she manipulated him to, to, to love her so you know that doesn't make sense but i think giving him the twist of cheating on gene gray not saying it's right but saying making his character more interesting and because he's so rigid a lot of times when people um, are very um, firm on their uh, on their beliefs and on their values. They can either stick with that, or they usually they usually skew from it very very um, radically. I feel like it, it made sense for him. I, I maybe they could have done something else. I agree with. Mark. Well, I mean, it's not even about it's not that it's about the cheating. It's just that, like I said, we're not talking about that he has a bad quality. That's fine. He has nothing but bad qualities now. Like in other words, he. They have given him nothing but bad points. It, it, he hasn't had a good, like, you're like, oh, that's at least a redeeming quality. I mean, it's it, there's a difference between saying that someone was goody-goody and we've dirtied them up to, like, there's goody-goody and we dirtied him up, dirtied him more, dirtied him more, dirtied, <laughs> had him kill the guy that he loved as a father. I mean, like, it's just, I mean, what's the last positive thing this man has done? You know, and it's so, none. <laughs> so, so, oh, I'm sorry, Ralph, what were you going to say? Yeah, the other day I saw him walking down the street and there was a homeless guy. They're hungry and whatnot, and he gave him a whole Happy Meal and said, enjoy. Oh, that was nice. Mind you, though, while he walked away, he did hit him with a concussive blast. But hey, (laughs) he did try to steal his wallet. I was wondering where you were going with that. (laughs) He crushed his nuts with a concussive blast. (laughs) So I like where Cyclops is going. I'm okay with where Cyclops is going. Mike doesn't like it so much. What about you, Ralph? Honestly? Honestly. I think it's kind of cool that they're making them... Sort of like the bad boy, you know, giving them a little edge. Okay, for me, it remind. And this is something different. It's, for, it's better than whiny Scott, you know. Gene, why? Gene. Sounds like yawning Scott. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Gene. Well, you know they say bad boys stick together, never sad boys. Wow. <laughs> what is it? Everybody's talking lyrics. First, you with the karate kid. Wow. Because you know you're the best around. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. All right, Mike. <laughs> Who's your character? Well, mine, simply put, you don't start none, won't be none. Static. Oh. Static shock. Static shock. <laughs> and oddly enough, not only the name of the character, but that of uh, his. His motto all come from a James Brown song called Static. Really? Yeah. Oddly enough, I was listening to it this morning. Um, okay, so Static it's, was... Does this sound like this? Only at one point, actually. <laughs> oh, and then it sounds God. like a song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then it sounds like Ralph not um, hissing. <laughs> uh, Static was created by Dwayne McDuffie and Dennis Cowan under the DC Comics imprint, yet minority owned and operated Milestone Comics, which was a subsidiary of Milestone Media. The character first appeared in Static Number 1 way back in June 1993. That's three years after I was born for the Mathematically Challenged. Yeah, sure. Um, hey. 25, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> um, all right, so now, the interesting thing about the, the character, because Static, most people have probably seen the cartoon, which was called Static Shock, um, but actually, what was his name? Uh, Mr. Ralph, that keeps wanting to call him Static Shock. What was his name in the comic? In the cartoon, I mean? Static. It was Static. Yeah, yes. thank you. It was yeah, Static. Yeah, yeah, You sit back down now. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um you know, uh, for those of you that may have not have seen the cartoon or have not seen the book, uh, Static, uh, like I said before, this was part of a, min- a minority um, uh, owned and operated comic series. He was a black uh, kid that ended up with powers. Now, interestingly enough, when you, if you take a cursory look at the character, he has a striking similarity, not in the visuals, but just as a character to a certain wall-crawling, web-slinging hero of another comic book universe. Um, Virgil Hawkins is the name of the character. Actually, Virgil Ovid Hawkins, um, I believe. He was 15 years old, high school student. Very intelligent with a strong inclination for sciences. Raised by, um, well, he, actually, for, on the TV show, he was raised by his father. In the comics, you saw his mother more, but he was actually did have both parents in his comics. Oh, wow, okay. Um, con- uh, he was always concerned about, you know, getting money because they were poor. I mean, where they were lower middle class. So he was concerned about pocket money. He was constantly getting beaten up. Uh, he had to face, you know, drugs and violence of the neighborhood. And he was also awkward with girls. He obtained his powers through an accident involving a radioactive property. Hmm. He feels obligated to use those powers to fight criminals and improve the city living. He engages in snarky banter with pop culture references, especially when fighting an opponent. And it should be as no surprise after saying all that, that the character was originally developed for Marvel Comics. They just wow. didn't take it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, very that interesting. explains a lot. Yeah. Um, so now uh, what happens did, is that you had... Uh, so did Stanley dip his finger in there? I don't know. I don't know if he got a little chocolate on his finger or not. <laughs> well, also I remember that... Um, Oh, no, no, never mind. We'll talk about that later on. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so what you had, you know, you had this uh, frustrated 15-year-old kid that had been picked on a lot and stuff like that. Uh, this one guy was a particular bully. I think this guy Larry Wade or something like that, I think his name was. But he was a, he was a bully and picked on him constantly. And uh, Virgil actually had decided that he was going to try and toughen up and stuff like that. I mean, he was never involved with gangs or whatever, but he had heard that there was this big gang fight that was going to happen at the pier. Uh, called, uh, it, and they would term like the Big Bang because it was going to be this big war. He goes there with a gun, actually, intending on shooting Larry. Um, at least that's his thought. I mean, but he's, you know, he's no brave guy. I mean, he chickened out before he get to do it. He just, it was just one of those cases of like, also that kind of showed like how bullying can really push people to the edge. But because he is a hero at heart, he just couldn't do it. But while he was there, even though he didn't do anything, the police were there just trying to stop the riot. And they used an experimental tear gas, which had this radioactive property in it. That tear gas, and this is actually, this comic was kind of deep that way. It actually killed 90% of the people that were there. What? Yeah, 90% of the people that were exposed to the tear gas died. The other 10%, though, were changed in some kind of weird way. Oh, and their deaths weren't, it wasn't just like they just passed out. Like, the ones that died... The ones that lived ended up getting some kind of like, you know, mutagen kind of property type thing, whatever. They got powers. The ones that died started mutating, but then died. So you had people like they were like half in a wall dead oh, and just wow. twisted bodies. I mean, it was, yeah, it was kind of twisted, really. Um, this is like a Wes Craven thing or yeah, something? Yeah, pretty much. You know. 
but um okay so but then you know he gets his power so uh he he was also a comic book geek you know as as most nerds would be and stuff like that so he right away was just like i'm gonna be a superhero kind of a thing and he becomes static he has the ability to generate uh manipulate and control electromagnetism uh and he manifests both electrical and magnetic energy which is kind of described as a superconductor electromagnetism hmm. it's kind of like what lets the uh that the the train that mag train float above the rails it's yeah. kind of that kind of a, a dual thing um, in comics, his main weakness is just uh, is wood, because it doesn't really doesn't conduct electricity. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not easily manipulated by electromagnetics um, and stuff like that. All right, so after receiving his abilities, he adopts a superior persona of Static. Uh, he mostly handles like small crimes, gang-like attacks, stuff like that. You know, of course, the very first person he has to deal with is a, a you know one of the people he knows that has superpowers now. You know, stuff like that. So he takes them down. Um, and uh, he, he gets a little bit, well, at this point, he hasn't gotten any respect, but he's, he does eventually get respect of the neighborhood and stuff like that. But initially, after that first fight, because of his youth and his need for money, love, and acceptance, he, you know, they show the temptation of him being met by uh, one of the bang babies. That's what they call themselves. The, all the other ones are called bang babies. Um, and it was this guy that actually kind of rides on the bad side. And they're like, you know, join up with us. We're a gang. And so he's once again tempted to be in the gang. And he does go with them for a while. But of course, in one of their you know, robbery type gang like things, they're going to kill this guy. And of course, again, his true status as being a hero comes out and he realizes that this is wrong. So that's how, you know, he, we again get more establishment of this kid that learns, you know, to to grow up a little bit more and that he does have responsibilities because, you know, with great power, et cetera, et cetera. Right. <laughs> uh, eventually he meets a, um, a guy called Hardware, which was an Iron Man like character. And that guy mentors him in the ways of being a hero and an adult and grooms him to be, you know, a better hero. Um, then it then well the whole DC world got weird by this point. So you know Static is in his own environment in Dakota. Oh, and by the way, for those that you that do not know, the Milestone universe is not set in the DC universe because even though DC had this imprint that they were like, you know what, we're going to have minorities everywhere, we just didn't want them in our world. Right. So DC and the Milestone universe were in two different universes where it seemed that was all where all of the minorities were. <laughs> you know, what the frick? yeah, is yeah. this like Tyrock's universe? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so it was like Milestone run down. You had trash everywhere. It was. It really was. I mean, it. I mean, I, I mean, granted, um, Dwayne McDuffie, who was behind a lot of it, um, and the other ones, they definitely put a much more positive spin on things. In other words, you did have some, you know, wealthy minorities, of course, and stuff like that, because as you do in the real world. Um, but a lot of stuff would would be in more urban areas. But they didn't like go like because you're urban, you're just like shit you know i mean they just showed like hey a lot of urban areas need improvement you know there is a lot of graffiti here or there but they didn't at least i didn't feel that they made it the you know if you're in an urban area this is all you're going to get kind of a feel you know they i i felt it had more hope in their universe at least okay um yeah so it was like new jack city kind of milestone style. yeah yeah they got jacked all right (laughs) (laughs) um so now so leading up to that was because i wanted you to understand that these universes weren't together so like like superman didn't know about this other universe etc etc so now following the death of dark side this is now going near the final crisis right and at the if remember at the beginning of the final crisis um orion rips out dark side's heart but and that, that supposedly kills dark side which of course it doesn't really kill him. Um, but so, following the death of Darkseid, the Dakota Universe and the mainstream DC Universe merged, but no one noticed it. In other words, when it merged, it was just like it had always been that way. Hmm. So basically, you know, I can only imagine Lois was just like Clark, get that from that black guy over there, and he was like, "There's a black guy here." 
Because <laughs> uh, only Superman, Icon, which is a black Superman right. from the Dakota universe, and one other, and I can't think of who it was. They're like the only three beings that are aware that the universes were never together before. But everybody else is just like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, everybody else has complete continuity of knowing who everybody was. Like, heroes were always there. People knew who Static was, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so when that happened, uh, and since Darkseid didn't really die, uh, he actually kind of fell backwards in time and then was put into a human host body and became boss Darkseid. <laughs> and, oh. and yes, he was black. Because he's dark Aww. side. It's like, it's like <laughs> Mr. Sinister with Jack of Hearts, uh, Jack yeah. of Diamonds. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah, exactly. Um, he began, uh, the boss dark side began kidnapping metahumans and he used them to fight in his club. And Static, of course, was the best fighter there. He was beating up a bunch of people. Eventually, he escapes the club and uh, due to help with other heroes and stuff like that. And he actually becomes a member of the Teen Titans, like the regular Teen Titans. Very cool. Yeah, which was cool. Um, during his time as a Titan. Uh, Static saved Raven, who had been stolen again. <laughs> that's, that's all she does is get kidnapped by people, <laughs> by some villain, um, I think called Wild, Wild with a Y. Oh, that's my fault. I put a sign under her that says, kidnap me. So, you thought it said kick me at first, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dyslexia kicked in again, man. She's as bad as Jack Bauer's daughter. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and just as useful. <laughs> but in saving Raven and the Teen Titans, uh, he used up his powers to maintain a dimensional portal back to Earth. And Without the powers, he decided to leave the team. And then, guess what happened? What happened? He gained his powers again. Well, guess how? Uh, he stuck his dick in an outlet and just got super Close. Jealous. What the hell? <laughs> Close. He stuck it in Flash. No. Uh, <laughs> because that's, that would explain a lot more. Flashpoint happened, which reset the whole DC universe oh. altogether. So he had his powers back again and had actually never lost them. You know, um, So he was and, and in that universe, he was already now an established and respected hero. But unfortunately, he was a respected hero in a really bad comic book. When oh. they, yes, when they relaunched uh, the New Fifty Two and they came out with Static Number One, it was. I think it, I don't even know if it made twelve issues. I think it only made like seven or eight issues. It was horrible. They and I love Static. They named oh. it Static Shock that one. They, no, they called Static. I think. Really? Yeah, it was just you Static sure? Number One again. You sure? Pretty sure. You sure? Mm-hmm. You sure? No. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that book was quickly canceled. Um, and right now, I mean, he's still part of the universe. I, I think in the New Fifty Two. Oh, I'm trying to remember what they're doing with him in the New 52 universe, actually. I know he's around, but I don't think they've done I'm, anything major with him. I haven't been aware of him since, um, you know, since the reboot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think he's around because I, I, I want to believe that I've run into it, but I'm not 100% sure. I could be confusing that even with uh, Young Justice for all I know. I'm not 100% sure. Right. Um, I was happy. Well, actually, I'm sorry. Flashpoint is the New 52, so he obviously was there. That's the comic book that was awful. It's just that I don't know if he's with a group or not. I'm happy with their development of him. I just wish that they would just put him somewhere solid and safe. They probably have him in the Teen Titan comics. It's very possible. I just, but I don't think he's there yet. It just seems like that's a really good spot for him. It, well, if, if, the, if they would write that book well, it would be a really good spot for him. He's a good character, and he's proven to be a good character. And I think he's a good character. I think the populace loves him. You know, he his well, the cartoon is really well done. I was about to say, he has that crossover yeah. appeal, you know, where people from TV can say, Oh, I love static. Oh, there's yeah. a comic, you know. So, I definitely think they and I always like that his whole world, even comic book and cartoon, it's always been very um race inclusive, you know, like it wasn't just he's black, so everyone's black, you know. I mean, there's you know, you had the whites that lived in the area there, you know, um, Hispanics, whatever. It was just everybody was there, and I like that. It, it was a very inclusive world, it was very anti DC. You know, yeah. everyone was in this one neighborhood in one town, like any real neighborhood. 
Yeah. That's not Vermont. You guys heard me. I said that. So, <laughs> Jazz and Patrick. <laughs> in uh, in the his original series run, was Gear ever introduced? Um, his friend was there, but he wasn't Gear. Okay. Yeah, so the guy was there, but it, it, so, he didn't have any so superpower. So for the, those of you who have never seen the series, Cap. Uh, I, I've watched that, Chuck. Have you seen the whole thing? Not the entire thing, but I've watched enough episodes. Do you know who Gear is? Isn't it his best friend who has all the gadgets? Yeah, but you know how he got his powers? No, I don't know. Apparently, after uh, Virgil got home after the Big Bang, which is what what happened with the gas. Right. That's the fight, not the orgy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He reeked of the gas, and then it was still on his clothes, so he breathed some of it in, but it just took longer to work on him than it did on uh, It just made him smarter. Yeah. It basically, it made him forge. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I remember in the, in, in the in the cartoon series, he was like Forge, where he can create anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the cartoon was enjoyable. I just, I don't remember the, the comic being pushed that much. No, I mean, I can't say how much it was pushed. That was during the time, actually, that I was not reading. So I actually had to backtrack, and I've bought almost all the static. It's really a good comic. It, the first few issues, it's a little rough reading. It's It's got a Stan Lee kind of simplicity to the writing. Uh, more advanced Stan Lee, but it's it's that simplicity. Um, but all in all, it made it enjoyable. Um, and like I said, because it, 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 it deals with minority issues and minorities, but without that ham-fisted, we're white people writing about minorities. So somehow everything's a stereotype, even though we're trying to not make it a stereotype feel. Right, it's right. that weird writing that you get, like when you watch that happen, like when, when you know you had uh, you know a lot of white writers watch, writing the Black Panther back in the day, or writing you know Luke Cage. Sweet Christmas, you right? Know, like, like it just—it felt like there was a white man writing for a black person, or know? writing Green Lantern. Oh yeah, John exactly. <laughs> even Jive though, Turkey. Even though if you ask, um, what's his name? Oh man, who was the artist who did who? It was Denny O'Neill and um. Denny O'Neill was the writer, and um, the artist was not Byrne. It was. No, I can't think. Of it. Oh shoot, I know his name. I, well, anyway, I can't think of who it is. It's funny because you know when they talk about it, they're like, yeah, you know, we have a black Green Lantern, but I just kind of feel like. Like you're saying, this whole they, they would write it very ham-fisted, and they thought, "Oh, we're doing well." No, 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 no. You could have done better. And, and, and I remember when Static came out in '93, everybody was all about it. Yeah, like, I, I was a, I was a junior in high school, and I remember just everybody just and I went to an art high school. So on top of that, everybody was all about a minority character having a major role in the comic book universe. Right. It was either that or Lobo. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was also it was. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was like five years old at that time. The first time I heard of Static was when the TV. Oh, you're show. older than me. I was only three. Yeah, I know. When the, when the TV show came out, I think I saw you in the same daycare. That was you, right? <laughs> I probably, I, I, I don't even think I had my eyes open by that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But like one of the, the the coolest things that I saw was when they did those crossovers with the Justice League. Oh, they were cool. And then you have um, the older Static as well, yeah. which was really cool. I mean, because they they really pumped him up very well as a character, even in the cartoon. And then the the my, one of my favorite episodes was when uh, he teamed up with Batman, mm-hmm. and the Joker was there. Yeah. And at the very end, when the Joker's getting out of the truck and he pulls out his hand and he's about, he has the joy buzzer in it to electrocute Batman, and you, you zoom out and you see a static that's holding his hand, and he's like, oh, okay, my turn. And he just shocks the <laughs> shit out of the Joker. He's like, oh! <laughs> it was funny It was a really good crossover type thing. I, I mean, I'm wondering what DC's going to do with him now because there's a lot of characters that sometimes people will put on the back burner. And if anything, I'm sorry, Vibe should not get a comic. Static Shock should get a comic. Yeah, yeah. well, that, we saw how long the Vibe lasts. I actually think it lasted longer than Static somehow, I think. I don't understand how that yeah, happens. I don't know. And he even did the... the the, the another cool crossover is one that did the one with Terry McGinnis with Batman Beyond. Right. Where they show him in the future and then that 
um, Static Shock has been such a great hero. Yeah. He's such a great hero that Terry McGinnis, the Batman in, of Batman Beyond, looks up to him. Wow. Right? But that is, of course, not canon. The rest of Batman Beyond is canon, but that was not, because that's not actually on the Batman Beyond that was on the Static Show. Yeah. Right. So, of course, they don't count that. Nope. <laughs> that's an aberration. Yeah. yeah, you can't have Batman looking up to a black superhero. Come on. What's wrong with you? Um. All right. So, there you have it. Thor, Cyclops, Static. Three heroes we looked at their entire lifetime of comics and talked about where they've gone. But hey, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. I want more Ralph. <laughs> I'm more Ralph. Yeah, I'm not sure if you realized when you were doing the test before, I jumped. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> I was like this. Like, oh. Okay, you didn't see it. Well, I, I didn't even mean to do it. Look at that. <laughs> I get wow. you when I don't even try. Oh, goodness. All right. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we never make it under a minute. I'm not even going to. Whose fault do you think that is, mister? Yeah. I've got 40 questions I want to ask you. <laughs> really, mister? 14 <laughs> sentence answer? Multiple choice. <laughs> They've all got like 90 parts to them. You know, one day we're going to get under a minute. What are we going to do? I'm, uh, that's my question. Well, if we ever make it under a minute, what are we going to do the rest of the time? Just look at each other? <laughs> I'll just hate you both. <laughs> Secretly and then verbally. Shush. <laughs> Ready, set, go. The future of the world is on the line. The odds are a million to one, and the villain is all powerful. Which single hero would you feel confident in sending into battle? Mike? Super God. Because he's even more powerful than mild mannered God. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, though, I would go for uh, Marvel Comics Century imbued with Captain Universe's power. Oh, okay. That's an interesting. Ralph? There's only one person to send. The tech right here. Oh God! That's in my a, cosmic tank. That's such a non-answer. Whatever. I'm, a, I'm coming back to you on that one. What superhero or supervillain team would be most intriguing to watch as a reality TV series? Ralph, the Legion of Doom from the original Justice League. Interesting. Okay. I want pants. Gorilla <laughs> Grodd. Mike. Um, X Factor Investigations with uh, Magic's the Multiple Man, Siren, Richter, M, Layla Miller, Wolfsbane, and Pip the Troll. That's actually yeah, that would have been really good. Yeah. The scariest hero to have sex with because the fear of his or her ability malfunctioning at the wrong time. Ralph. Time is up. We're going to go again. Emma Frost. Diamond hardest substance in the world. Yeah. You know, going into that doesn't seem fun. Going into that, what, her ear? Uh, No, her pussy. (laughs) If her pussy's covered in diamonds and you go into that, you're going to end up with one cut up member. It's so funny because I know a lot of girls who think their pussy are made of diamonds. (laughs) Mike? (laughs) I'd probably be afraid of acid from his dick man, but uh, (laughs) odd superhero. Um, For gentlemen, Killer Frost. For ladies, Iceman. Both for obvious reasons. <laughs> that's, that's a cold <laughs> loss. What about Human Torch? I was about to say, nobody said Johnny Storm. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to have sex with Johnny Storm? <laughs> According to him, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question. Which weapon would you be itching to try if it existed in the real world? Thor's hammer, Cap's shield, Batman's batarang, Iron Man's helmet, or Spidey's web shooters? Ralph. Now, does Iron Man's helmet have x-ray vision? I believe it has some kind of like vision like that. Then I will go with Iron Man's helmet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ralph went the perv route. No, I, I'm surprised. I, I was trying to find bank vaults. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. you're trying to find vaults inside somebody's <laughs> blankety blank. Trying to find the diamonds inside the pussy. <laughs> Mike? Uh, I go with Thor's hammer. I'm sure I could lift his, but could he lift my hammer? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, it's been a while since we've talked about Mike's BBC. 
And as spring comes, it makes it f- a try. Perhaps you're just not worthy, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Mike had two over the line in one episode? Wow. All you knew was drop an N-bomb and you go for the trifecta. <laughs> now we know why Mike doesn't like female Thor. <laughs> Wrong blonde. <laughs> All right, so... Um, before we before we close out the show, just want to give a couple of shout outs. Of course, shout out to my boys over at Four Life Podcast, Cheyenne and Bosch. Keep up the good work. By the way, Bosch was Bosch. Let me ask you a question. I know you're not you're not gonna be able to answer it, but how do you have the money to see so many celebrities on his Instagram? He went to an event where you can see all the wrestlers. Now, wrestlers are not cheap to to get autographs from or to take pictures with. Some of the ha- I don't say has been, but some of the legends will go down to maybe thirty dollars. $25. He must have been like with, I, I want to say 10 to 12 wrestlers. What bank did you rob? And please let me know next time so I can help you out. It's, it's called blackmail. You just go to them and be like, listen, I got those pictures. You could just say that. Of course, all of them have those pictures. So, And once again, another episode of Ralph Explains It All. <laughs> when, are we getting, when are we getting Clarissa, Clarissa, yeah, Clarissa back? <laughs> she really knew how to explain them all. Next, next week, I explain how this works. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, also, shout out to our boy Jazz with his Nerd with the Word podcast. Check it out. Um, you know what I like about Jazz's um, podcast? No, what? They're just like you weren't ready for that, were you? I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the DC shorts that they would show um, before, like um, Teen Titans or whatever. Boxes of briefs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike's just on a roll. <laughs> no, I'm just saying because um, um, I can. I know some guys who have their own podcast and they do an hour and a half of them talking by themselves. Oh my god! Unless it was me, it wouldn't be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have one on the side. <laughs> He does. He does it in his bathroom when he's looking in the mirror. Wait, you don't recognize my voice? Let me. This is Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. But yeah, so I give Jazz props. I'm like to be able to talk alone for that long of a time, 15, 20 minutes. Sometimes these podcasts are. I'm like, that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Well, he so. wouldn't have to talk alone if he showered a little bit more. <laughs> wow, he, he just, Jazz. He just called you dirty. <laughs> you dirty boy. <laughs> and last but and last but not least, shout out to my boy Angel Caban and his wife, aka my really really good friend Jessica, who had recently welcomed into the world their second child, Gianna. That just happened over over the weekend. <laughs> you fools! <laughs> <laughs> well, not over the weekend, but over this past week. And, and then the funny part that made me laugh was um, the baby was born when um, Monday or Tuesday. Her baby shower was yesterday. Wow! Leave it to Puerto Ricans to get it ass backwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> He's like, so you bring me this now? I could have used this three days ago. Pretty much. <laughs> and it's funny because I had some people telling me, can we take some of the gifts back? I'm like, no, they still need the fucking gifts. <laughs> yeah, what were you buying them? Like, how to have an easy birth? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you well, buy them? You don't need this. <laughs> you don't need this anymore. <laughs> and that's the end of our show. And very unceremoniously. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square, Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying, Keep it geeky and shh, don't let Mike babysit your kids. <laughs> so you've watched Daredevil twice? 
Sure, you're going to pass judgment, Mr. I Love Barbed Wire. Hey, Grumpy Oldman, we're recording a commercial here. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're just mad because we're not talking about your all-time favorite movie, Tomcats. Isn't that only watched by 12-year-old girls? Ralph is a 12-year-old girl. Have you not seen him? Hey, that's a good movie. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Hey, guys, this is The Cap here with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph the Tech inviting you to join the conversation from the show. We know you love Doctor Who, superheroes and their villains, gaming and TV and movie watching, but you need some very honest reviews from some very funny guys. So why don't you join in the conversation? Check out our Facebook page where you can like it and even leave a comment. And if you want to share it with your friends, our podcast is located on iTunes and also on SoundCloud. Because you hear what they say, great comic book debates are better in numbers. Now back to the show. 